Felipe Autumn, we love this show. What's your opinions? We wanna know. Wawanakwa Chef McLean. He should be locked up. He is so vain. We wanna be famous. We wanna know what you think of Gwen, Heather, Lashana, and all of them. Anything you wanna and gotta say, we'll listen all day. Cause we wanna be famous. Na 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 Welcome back, campers, to another episode of We Want to Be Famous here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. I am someone who loves treasure hunts, especially when I get uh, marshmallows and chips inside of them. It is Felipe, the Brazilian Dragon himself, and I am not alone. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host. She loves a good game of hide-and-seek, especially when she gets to win. It is Autumn. Autumn, how are you doing? I am good. Yes, that's right. I do love any any game of anything that I get to win, really. So um, I'm happy to talk about this hide-and-seek game and some other challenges today. Are you like Charlie Sheen? You're winning? I mean, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, wow, what a throwback. Yes, well, I heard a lot about that this week, and then I can talk to you more offline about that. But oh, okay, uh, okay. we're not alone. This week, we are joined by someone who loves to bike. That is why they are moving from Florida to Oregon so they can go on all those bike trails. It is Alec Hester of the Hester Brothers Cartoon Theater and the Gravity Bros Podcast. Alec, hello. What's up, Felipe? Yes, I, I confess that I am unfortunately not biking all the way from Florida to Oregon, uh, but I'm definitely excited to check out some trails when we get there. Uh, so, uh, and maybe on a better bike than some of the characters had this episode of Total Rock. You don't want to bike without bolts? That's not your jam? You know, I actually got into, like, a bike accident when I was a young kid. So I've oh. always had, like, kind of a, a a worry about hopping back on. I can do it. Like, it's not the worst. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no bolts is going to be a no-go for me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you had bike trauma. I wouldn't have made that joke if I knew that. <laughs> oh, no, listen. You already brought tons of trauma for Lucas and I to unpack when you guest starred on our podcast a couple weeks ago. So I I'm no stranger to you introducing this into the vernacular. <laughs> Wow, I just dropped chaos bombs everywhere. Uh, but we are not here to talk about Alex's bike trauma. We are here to talk about uh, Total Drama Island episodes 16, 17, and 18, uh, which I believe are called uh, Search and Do Not Destroy, Hide and Seek, and uh, Off the Chain, something like that. Uh, and That's enough. Alec, let's start with uh, your Total Drama history. Okay, so... I'm going to try my hardest not to just like talk really fast and get super passionate here. Um, Total Drama is the fandom for me that at one point in my life was the wildest of any fandom I've ever been a part of. Uh, I don't think that I've ever enjoyed any one thing more in my entire life for a certain period of time, um, fiction-wise, I would say, uh, than Total Drama. Uh, I was on the forum sites, uh, an admin for forum sites. Uh, in part, Total Drama is the reason that I became a Disney cast member. Also, the reason that I tried to stay away from online interactions for a very long time. Uh, I, I have, like, just a very colorful history from start to finish with all of this. Uh, I ended up having my name on the blog site that they had. 
Um, I got a script. I'm sorry. I'm probably just rushing through all of these things. Maybe it's yeah. No, you're gonna have to go out. back and stop down on every single part. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, we should have. We should have had like a like a preview to this podcast that was just tell us about Alex's history with total drama. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> I guess the best place to start is that. I saw Total Drama for the first time, just, I think it was probably like episode four on Cartoon Network, and I had never seen Survivor before, or uh, any kind of reality competition format like that, so I just remember, you know, I think it was the one, yeah, it was the big sleep, so they all did their thing, and when I saw Justin get voted off, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a cartoon where a character is going to be gone every episode, and I just became fascinated with that concept. Uh, and ultimately, that's what got me interested in Survivor. And then, you know, I'm assuming many of your listeners are familiar with the Rob has a podcast sphere, which is where What's I know that? you, Felipe, from. <laughs> yeah, sorry, never is. heard of it. At yeah. all. What's a Rob? <laughs> What's a podcast? So, yeah, but I still, at the point of my Survivor fandom that I was at, never came close to the obsession that I feel like I had with Total Drama. Uh, and background like i'm a huge cartoon guy my brother and i have a youtube channel hester brothers cartoon theater because we're just obsessed with animation as a whole so you know i i watched everything from that generation uh but as soon as we saw it on tv i showed it to him and we actually went online and watched the episodes in can from canada because they were all on youtube so and um, after watching we, the episodes today the canadian ones are much better i'm gonna okay that. and that so and that's the thing so i had more of an experience watching them in canada first so when they started dropping on Cartoon Network in real time, we would get so frustrated when we would see what kind of wild censorship choices were made. And I will say all three of these episodes were just incredibly egregious. The third episode, of course, is the worst of probably the entire uh, chronology of the series. It's just so absolutely infuriating. And I won't get ahead to it because I'm sure we'll get to talk about it at length. Yeah, no, uh, just... just uh talk about my history uh which i've talked about but i remember for total drama world tour the episodes were coming out on cartoon network and then i found a youtube channel that had all the canadian ones that came out and i watched those like three months ahead of the u.s airing and never watched the u.s airing probably uh i don't know if you have any similarities to that experience watching the well, canadian versions on youtube before the u.s yeah definitely so when i became like a super fan of this show it got to, you know, when these new subsequent seasons came out, they would be on Canada first. So as soon as all the news came out, I was immersed in that. I remember when the cast got announced for Total Drama Action, when they decided which characters from the original cast would be back, it was such a wild day. I was a little bit disappointed with the cast, if I'm being honest, because I have an affinity for background characters, and I have much more favor to many of the characters that got voted out first in this season. And... Part of that is I always felt like there was potential to draw these characters into more fleshed out, complex versions of themselves. But the total drama writers sort of went more of an approach of just making them one-off stereotypes that would get voted off in the beginning. But I always wanted more. So yeah. the total well, drama I mean, world... There was one sorry. notable... There were two, one or two notable characters that got fleshed out later on in total drama action and then another one that got fleshed out in world tour. So like they did do that, but like yeah, there's like... I mean... Soft spoiler, skip ahead 15 seconds, but Katie and Sadie should have their own show. <laughs> yeah, well, and those are two of the three that we've never gotten back. 
Uh, yeah. The rest of this original cast, and I'm sorry if this is a little bit spoilerish, has had a chance to pop up in other appearances in relevant ways. I guess the other, yeah, Eva's the other one, right, who uh, has not been anywhere. And so, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry, sorry I'm going to be like... Three than other of the ones that they did bring back. Yeah, well, it's interesting that those were the three that they decided not to, because I feel like there's probably more that could have been done with any of them. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I... I don't know. So the Total Drama World Tour announcement, though, that day, I remember where I was at that time, the excitement level and my fandom level, seeing um, it was Noah come back. That was the big one because I was a Noah stan, which is weird now. And But I rest assured, the internet community I mean, I was, was a Cody and a Trent stan, so we get it. Good. Okay, well, and Cody, too. I loved Cody. Well, Cody I loved Cody Tyler. Cody was, like, creepier than I remembered, but, like, the gooby gooberiness of like how he's like kind of a dorky nerd that like i always loved yeah well definitely on a rewatch being older and seeing this you look back and you're like geez i liked these characters they're really terrible some of them i was like oh shit like i i knew she was bad in the time but uh yeah no heather standing in 2022 i don't know how popular that is yeah, it, it completely different. I, I will say, I never really cared for Heather that much, but I really enjoyed her in World Tour. And I'm sorry that I'm starting to talk ahead to things that you guys haven't spoken about yet. Um, but just the entire holistic view of Total Drama was something that was so integrally part of my life at a certain point. Yeah, um, I, I can't help but just because that's that's the thing that interests me. So you were like in the, I mean, the equivalent to me is like Survivor sucks. That's what like comes to mind. But like the Total Drama like forums, like the Total Drama wiki community. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. So um, it kind of started on the Toon Zone forums, which were very popular as far as general animation discussion back in the day. They've kind, they still exist, but they've turned into like the anime superhero forums, and they've sort of just like fizzled out, I, I think. Um, but I was a major editor of the wiki uh, for a very long time, and there was a community there that would join chats and stuff. And then there was another site that I'd honestly rather not name because of certain things. Um, Does it give you trauma? Um, honestly, pro- total trauma island. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we're diving um, into so much trauma for Alec already. I mean, I mean, I'll be transparent. Survivor has given lots of trauma to me in different ways, not the show itself, but like certain aspects of the fan community. So, like, it, I get it. Like, I can empathize with you. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm willing to share a little bit. It's especially now that I've put myself more out there as a content creator on YouTube and RHAP and other places. Like I just have to live with the fact that, um, you know, this kind of thing is always going to hover around me, but there was a, a member of that form that I won't go into the details of exactly where the conflict was, but he for a long time actively sought out my personal information to send to people in my real life that I knew just because of a stupid like 14 you know we were kids basically internet conflict and it had me like just in a total state of anxiety for like over a year of my life constantly fearing that something new was going to happen until my parents or some somebody finally reached out to my mom because he had messaged them and my mom put a stop to it immediately and i wish i had just told her um but as a result of that, I ended up deleting the account, moving away from the site, even though I felt like I'd made lots of friends on there. Um, and Has it's anyone ever come because... back into your life, like, years later, been like, oh, I remember you from that site? Uh, so far, no. Um, but we haven't gotten that heavy into total drama coverage. Well, 
I, I will say though, I'm still friends with some of them on Facebook. I would keep in touch that way. So to a degree, yes. Um, in fact, so, and I said, I got introduced to Disney through there because I worked for Disney World or I did for 10 years. I recently uh, moved on to another opportunity. Um, but there was somebody who I consider like my England pen pal. Her name was uh, Hannah, who I met through the forums. And she introduced me to the Disney internship that ended up putting me down here. So even though and I had like a I really guess rough You ending, met your fiance down there, right? And yes, then I met my so fiance here, Hannah all of my close friends. For your happiness. Yeah, so it's so funny, like, as much as I was so genuinely traumatized by that situation, and it bothered me for my high school life, and I was not a happy high schooler whatsoever, um, it ended up working out that, yes, inadvertently, total drama created all of the amazing blessings in my life, too, uh, as a result of that fandom. So, yeah. uh, geez, I haven't ever actually talked this through in such a form, so y you really are like the uh, therapist of podcasts, Felipe. <laughs> I, I like to give that credit to Matt Scott. I feel like he's the therapist of podcasting, but um, I, I'll take that title. I do, I'm just a curious person. I love to hear about people's stories. Um, this is just a reminder that like we grew up in such a weird time with like the dawn of the internet. Now I feel like, yes, the internet is still a scary place for people growing up in this time, but like at least there's like more knowledge. Like a lot of the people who grew up with the internet are parents and like can kind of like coach their kids. But we grew up at the, like we were the guinea pigs and we went through a lot of stuff because of the online communities uh, and the online right. world. Um, and, and, and I felt like such a, a nerd and I was so embarrassed by the internet friends that I'd made. Um, you know, my family had moved from Colorado. Oh yeah, no, I hear you. I moved from Colorado. There's this person named Autumn that like, I don't talk, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, like I have like all these friends that like, are closer to me than people I've met in real life, but I know them from a podcast. Like, it's so yeah. weird. It's such a weird thing. I think it's starting to come around. People are starting to, like, acknowledge that. But, like, still, like, I just started a new job. And, like, how do I explain that I have a podcast with people that I met from the internet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, these parasocial relationships are a little bit weird. And it's funny to transition to what I do now. I actually work in behavioral health research. Uh, you know, well, I'm going to call you because I need therapy. So, <laughs> <laughs> my appearances on Rob has a podcast have all been related to happiness science and telling people like, how to improve their well being and stuff. So, you know, I just to say, it gets text better you to this podcast and get your insights on some stuff. But that's that's later. <laughs> Anytime. Listen, I, I am always here to talk it through. Uh, but yeah, you know, being a high school a high schooler who feels like you're just a nerd and you don't have any friends, all of them are fake especially when the internet wasn't so normalized and everybody was not doing their communication the way that they do now. Um, yeah, it was definitely a source of embarrassment that now I don't really think that people should have as much because I think, uh, believe it or not, like the internet communication method is not unhealthy. It's just as long as people are finding ways to interact, it's just humans doing the social thing in a way that has adapted with time. I definitely think the pandemic has normalized the internet. Like yeah, for friendships. Sure bonding um but yeah we're not here to talk about the internet culture though we're here to talk about total drama island so if you don't mind i'd like to transition a little bit towards that um Perfect. who are some of your favorite characters you mentioned noah you are a noah stan uh like from this first season let's just keep it to that but like any any favorite episodes like you can talk about like episodes without going into too many spoilers for the future but like are there episodes you really requested episode 18 i believe right yeah it's because i'm so mad about the freaking censorship thing Okay. Um, I didn't know and, that was why. Oh, it 100% is. I, I mean, 
and it's interesting. It's not often where people probably pick a podcast to go on for like an episode that they hate and they want to go on. And that's very anti me too. I'm Mr. Positive most of the time, but I feel like it's a good way to encapsulate some of the love and frustration that I would have with the total drama franchise over time, because I felt like it was a perfect concept that would constantly be executed poorly. Um, and yet I didn't care because the potential was always there. And I felt like they made really fun, interesting characters, but you know, knowing that we had a Canadian alternative where they would not censor things like crap or other words that just don't even make sense to be censored in the first place. Uh, but, but in this case, you know, episode 18 completely like ruining the entire pinnacle of the episode, sort of terrible. Um, but how about happy episodes? Um, <laughs> I loved Dodge Brawl because that was Noah's episode. Right and it's uh, yeah, a classic one. I mean, the yeah, big sleep is... you mentioned earlier—that's one of my favorite. I think that's like the definition of like what the show can be and like how fun and goofy it can be. Like, I love the episodes where the characters interact more, as opposed to like I like these episodes. Like, these are three of my favorite episodes. But I feel like, especially the bike race, it was very like, um, like challenge focused, as opposed to like dynamic focused. Right. Like, um, I like I like the. Um, the search and uh, do not destroy one. But at the same time, like it was very like specific to a couple of characters, but then a lot of the characters, all their content was them and in the tree. Like I like the one that we talked about where Katie went home, uh, where they were like camping in the middle of the night, like where they got to interact with each other. Those are the ones that stand out to me as like fun episodes. Um, whereas like the next episode after that one was the phobia one, which I love because I love getting to know the characters and their little like phobias, but at the same time, they didn't really have a lot of interaction after the first act. Yeah, I think that character-heavy episodes tended to be my favorite. I liked in the beginning yeah. of the season when they were I all think, still there and together. And that's why I think I like World Tour a lot and Action a lot, because I think they're, they kind of focus more on the dynamics. Um, but it's been, like, this is the only season that I've ever rewatched uh, as an adult. So I'm curious to see how I feel about those two seasons, uh, especially, like, as someone who is now in the film industry. Uh, for action, and then someone who loves traveling and loves the amazing race um, and loves musical theater for world tour. Um, like I said, I've only seen Rhodey and uh, All Stars once, but those seasons did not capture the magic to me. And we'll maybe we'll talk about that, maybe we won't. But Autumn, let's go to you. What did you remember of this these uh, sequence of episodes? So honestly, I, I didn't remember a whole lot um, from my childhood of like the specifics of these episodes. I. I th actually, that's a lie. I did remember the, the hide and seek that they played hide and seek and that chef had to find them. But other than that, like I didn't, I didn't remember much that I feel like that's always my answer. Whenever you ask me what I remembered for these episodes and I, it wasn't a lot. Cause unlike Alec, I was not, uh, I liked the show obviously, but I was not the super fan, um, where I remembered every single detail. So that was still the case on these. Yeah. No, these three I remember, and I bunched them together because I feel like besides Lindsay, uh, these other two that got voted out aren't fan favorites, but they were to me. Like Trent and Bridget, I loved. Yeah. Like for the biggest reason, Trent stand. Yes, I am. I was a big Trent stand. Um, I love Trent. I love Bridget. Loki, I kind of shipped them together because I thought their personalities were better than. Uh, like I know Jeff is a surfer guy, but I feel like I don't like Jeff and Bridget as much as I like Trent's personality with someone like Bridget, and then Gwen. Uh, 
there's reasons why I don't ship them together after the first season, but I don't want to like spoil uh, for our spoil. It's hard doing a non a spoiler free podcast uh, sometimes, but yeah, like I, I think their personalities vibe, and also they they went out back to back, and my head canon was like, oh, they got together in Ponderosa, um, but they didn't. Uh, uh, yeah, and Lindsay is a fan favorite for me. Like like I said a couple times, this core cast. As much as Alec wished they fleshed out other characters um, uh, in on the side, like the the early boots, I love this core cast. Like any one of these people, I would be happy to see in any iteration of the show. Um, so yeah, um, let me just start off with uh, some feedback from Nathan Davis, who does our fantastic theme song. Um, and I don't give enough credit because I have feedback for this first episode and I just want to make sure we get to it before um, anything. So it's a little, a bit of a long email. Oh my God. Nathan put his full, like uh, his full job, everything uh, in the body of the email. So uh, let me just, uh, do you mind if I read this longer email? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Let's start out and we can break it down and talk about things. So uh, uh, Nathan says he's a huge TDI fan and he has Thoughts, this episode, thoughts, all capital letters. So part A, um, this entire treasure challenge is highly unfair. There is honestly not much of an incentive to go to, for your key. It's apparent that everyone has, wants Heather out. In addition, you only have a one in 11 shot of pulling the card that has the key to the invisibility chest. Death, Jeff diving in the septic tank for cologne, Lindsay reaching into a beehive for an accordion, and Owen getting eaten by a bear for literally nothing is much worse. Heather just had to wait for a moment for Jeff to fall asleep and leave. Okay, so this is our challenge complaint corner because I agree. It's like, it's literally predetermined who's going to get the key. I think the key should all work to every lock and then it should be, here's my adjustment. Uh, the keys all work to every single chest. And then it's, if you get your key first, then you have to go like cross the finish line and then you get to pick which one uh, you want. And like, that's what the reward you get. Yeah, and think? I think also... I w when I was, I had all similar thoughts. The challenge is garbage. Um, I was wondering if they could have done some kind of like, you know, on Big Brother when they play the veto that you, when you lose, you open a thing and you get like a punishment or the veto and you like decide what you want. Um, or I guess a prize. It's not always just a punishment. But I, w I was wondering if they could do something similar to that. I don't know exactly how that would work. But if it would be like, you know, the first person to get their, get their, yeah key comes back opens the chest and it has like invincibility like in it yeah. or something Alec, like that are you that. a big brother guy oh yeah definitely I, okay. I actually really like that idea yeah well, I, so I, the, oh go ahead no you go first okay well so another big brother analogy that i thought of is in big brother 18 when they had the flight passes the round trip tickets and like paul solved the code first and then they got the first pick of all the envelopes like that sort of mechanic i think is like great too like oh you finish you get to go pick your choice and then you have the most odds of getting one correct right unless like i guess there's like probability stats that i don't know uh where's where's lucas when you need someone who's good at science um i mean or math sorry alec is good at science in a different sense um yeah, yeah. are we really any good at anything i'm not good at math lucas so i need someone lucas to put my hand i'm not math or Davis science <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're needed. Nathan, ask your brother about the probability stats of this of the big brother uh Paul getting the flight ticket thing. Anyways, Alec, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So I have conflicting thoughts about 
I guess not just this challenge, but the challenges as a whole. Because as a child, I definitely did not remember these challenges being so incredibly broken. You know, I just remembered one person winning in the end and the plot moved forward. And I don't know if it's being an adult that makes this obvious or being a Survivor fan or a reality TV competition fan where, you know, we are surrounded by discussions about making challenges fair and things like that. Um, Obviously, it's trash. Like, you know, it's not fair whatsoever and makes no sense. But I wonder with this show sometimes, where is like the line between needing to feel like it's fair and then being like, whatever, it's a cartoon and cartoons are fake. So you're making, yeah, you're making a joke anyway. Chris McLean is the worst. He's making rules that don't make sense. And I sort of do feel like it's worth fixing for the creators to a degree because they don't even play with the unfairness. You know, they don't call it out in a way that's funny. Um, Yeah. They just flat out add it and then it's never mentioned again. Um, And it like, it leaves you feeling a little bit unsatisfied. Like Heather is supposed to be this amazing strategist, but she's just playing terribly and winning invincibility again and again. Yeah. No, watching as an adult, these three episodes, like, I remembered Heather as like this amazing strategist, but I'm like, no, you sucked at the strategy and you just got invisibility three episodes in a row through loop, like flawed game design, like in hide and seek, you should not be able to, it should be the person at the lifeguard, unless you touch the lifeguard chair, you should not be safe. And she like cheats that system too. And like, I think if they called it out, like, oh, Heather's always immune because of like game design, then I think that would have been better but in my head heather was a much better player than she has proven to be she's a great villain though i won't deny that yeah and i don't have a problem with the writers you know force feeding who gets invincibility or who stays in the show obviously like they need to make those decisions but i think it can be done in a way that makes it feel a little bit more satisfying to the viewer yeah um i'm gonna pause on nathan's feedback i have it open but it's more based on the points that we give at the end of the podcast so i'm gonna pause there and i just wanted to get that first part out of the way um and then dive into this recap and then circle back to nathan's feedback so uh y'all ready to break this episode down let's do it so uh gwen uh we start off gwen is drawing trent shirtless out of the pool now uh that she's very much adamant like i'm not thirsty for this man but she very much is the camera is zooming in and she like smacks the camera uh yeah so do we ship gwen and trent here i mean this is i i don't really think like i don't think there's anyone else that i feel like really works with gwen on this cast but like so so i guess the argument for me is like do because I guess the obvious choice would be Duncan, but like I yeah. think he's too much. It's too much. So I think for me the question is not necessarily do I ship Gwen and Trent. It's just like do I think that Gwen should be trying to be with anybody in the first place? Um, and I don't really love it. He, Trent just seems like he's fine. He's just like normal, yeah. but she's like let really me, going hard for. Let for me life. elaborate uh, on my previous point. I think all the couples like do what makes you happy. Love is love. But all the couples should rotate one. Like Jeff and Courtney <laughs> make sense to me. Trent and Bridget make sense to me. And Gwen and Duncan make sense to me. Hmm. Like, I don't I know about Jeff and Courtney. That, so that was a weird Courtney one to me. My, my picture of that is like opposite to track. Like Courtney's so high strung and Jeff is so laid back. But like I feel like they get along and like he'd be like fine with her taking control of all the plans. And like he'd like bring her down and like calm her down. That's, that's why. Hmm. Okay. 
It's more I, the switch Bridget and make Bridget and Twi- Trent and Duncan and Gwen. That's my thought. Yeah, I, I feel like we need a power ranking of who deserves love because most of them don't. LaShana. So just true, <laughs> Lashana. And I feel like Trent and Bridget are in the camp of they do, and that yeah. alone would be good enough to pair them. I feel like, you know, compared to all the other characters, though, Gwen's not bad. You know? No, Gwen's a good fit for Trent. I just don't think they're, like, OTP, like, forever and always Gwen and Trent. Like, they're going to get married. Yeah. I don't think that that's, like, their energy. Um, like, Trent has, like, big soccer dad energy. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, like, I don't know. know. I feel like maybe I have that energy, and that's why I like Trent. Maybe Alec also has that energy. Uh, yeah, that's probably a little bit true. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, like, Gwen, who knows? Like, Gwen is this, like, you know, goth girl, uh, archetype but maybe i feel like that's a lot of times that for when you're a teenager a lot of times people don't stick with that so maybe gwen you know ends up acting some like she's a different character almost so i i don't know if we can judge like how she is right now i mean hear me out hear me out we could pair gwen with lashana okay Hmm. all right you know that's fine, yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. Like, yeah, yeah. Do they have I think a queer so character? Many... Well, apparent, according to according to Jay, it is Izzy. I mean, according to Jay, it's everyone. That's true, that's true. But Izzy <laughs> especially. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that... I think Cody's bi. That, like, based on, I think that didn't there's... he and Noah have moments together? Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, there's the Co- Cody Noah ear kiss is a thing. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and Owen tends to show a lot of love to the dudes. Um, he, I think he even does. <laughs> yeah, he kisses them in like, I know yeah. this episode of the one right after. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's lots of pairings that could work on that front. And I feel like there's probably queer coded characters. Um, I suspect based on comments that we are going to get some like, uh, actual, um, queer representation in the new reboot that they're doing or... I guess it's not a reboot, the new show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd um, be cool. That would be cool. I would definitely be here for it. But the challenge this week is the pirate treasure hunt. Everyone gets randomly assigned a key that they have to steal. Trent has the first one. Uh, he has to swim with the sharks to get it. He throws a fish at them and then swims. And then he goes and helps Gwen flush out the key from the skunks. Um, and, uh, yeah, Heather Heather has to steal Chef's key. And she u- utilizes Lindsay. Uh, to help her out. Uh, Lindsay drops her, which is hilarious. And how does Chef not wake up to a screaming girl right behind him? I don't know, man. He he. Whatever he, what does he say when he like woke up? He was like, why do all the other kids get ponies or something yeah. like that? So it, it was a very like intense dream. And, and, you know, the scream couldn't, couldn't shake him from it. Yeah. Um, but Lindsay pulls her up. So Heather gets her key. Uh, and then Gwen and Trent, after they flush the, the key, they kiss. Chris is being a perv. Um, he's like, did I see tongue? I think I saw tongue. And I'm like, Christopher, you are an adult. These are children. Stop watching them, you perv. Yeah, definitely <laughs> another stop. thing. Yeah, it's, it's another thing for sure that you don't notice when you're a child. The predatory yeah. nature of Chris McLean. Because at the very least, he's 25 or older. And these are 16-year-olds. Like, gross. Um, then uh, then Heather and Lindsay also see this from the side. And they come up with some schemes. But first things first, we got to see Duncan has to jump through a ring of fire. DJ has to go catch it from a tree where a woodpecker is. 
uh, pecking the tree down. Lindsay has to get it from bees, which reminds me of Bridget in the last episode with Eva. Um, Jeff has to go through the septic tank. By far the worst one, in my opinion. Yeah, this is, that's absolutely ridiculous what they put this poor man through. And again, just to have a random shot at maybe getting something. I already thought this was unfair before I found out that you just got whatever chest was assigned to you. Yeah, no, I agree. And then Owen has to get eaten by a bear, literally. Like, Izzy, Izzy with the snake, that was hilarious, though. Um, yeah, and, like, you can argue, too, like, because I, I also thought that Jeff's was the worst by far. But you could argue, like, yeah, but, like, Owen and Izzy, like, they had to deal with, like, actual wild animals that could have killed them or whatever. But if this show has taught us anything, it's that these animals will not actually kill you or hurt you very badly at all. So I still think that even though Owen has to, you know, go get the key from the bear, still Jeff having to, like, yeah. be fully in the sewage tank is, like, far worse. They really didn't want Jeff and Bridget to have any time together these last two episodes because they were too far away from each other to smell it ended really weirdly between yeah. that. I, I felt like it was very anticlimactic, um, losing Bridget. It didn't feel like it was going that way. Suddenly it was. And uh, we'll talk more about that when we get into episode 17. But I have yeah, a theory. I tried to break down the votes and I still have questions. Yeah. Um, yes. Like, I literally have a sticky note with my vote breakdown. But anyways, uh, Izzy and Lindsay and Heather are apparently in the lines now. Izzy replaced Beth. Yeah, that was, I was like, okay, I don't know if I missed something, like, about Izzy, like, being officially, like, Izzy does seem, like, for Heather, the next natural person that she would be like, okay, I gotta just get somebody who will blindly follow me. It does seem like Izzy would be a good choice for that, but, but I was like, I don't think we saw any of that. Like, yeah, we've her. never seen them talk. No. I remember that being stark when I watched it the first time, too, and being like, oh, wait, Izzy's in this alliance? Did I miss that? Uh, no, it's just a thing. I did forget to say, Izzy is absolutely my favorite character left. She's one of my favorite yeah. across all iterations of the show. Uh, she's just a joy. I feel like she should be there for every episode. Um, it's Chris. Mm. Oh, so that would be fun. That would be great. Yeah, I love that she got the snake after she uh, taught us in episode 4 that she knows how to do a snake dance if Autumn wants to recreate it. I know, I'm so... Oh, look into my eyes. What do you see? I don't know why we didn't get the dance in the episode when there was a snake. Yeah. That's like my favorite I, scene in the whole season. I know why. Because the total drama writers are all over the map. They have tons of different writers that jump into different ones to write the show. So they have a tough time with continuity. I think all the writers basically get, okay, here's the plot points that you have to hit, and they write it through. And I think that could be strengthened in the future. I hope they do with the new one. Yeah. Um, but uh, the plan is, Lindsay's going to write a, a letter to Trent. And, like, I just have to assume Gwen has never seen Trent's handwriting. How did she get fooled? But anyways, um, Lindsay writes a letter to Gwen, pretending to be Trent. Meanwhile, she's under the bed and cockroaches are attacking her. Um, poor girl. I would have I would have just, like, said, fuck Heather. I'm out. This was a tough string of episodes for Lindsay. Very yeah. tough. Yeah, poor Lindsay. Poor one out for her. Um, then she plots her, like, ha Lindsay to bring Trent to the dock. Um, and then Heather's like... Gwen's so mean to me. And Trent uh, then is fooled. I don't think he kisses her back. Like, Heather kisses him. Um, and Gwen sees. And uh, Trent tells Trent that Gwen 
hates your music, you're so cliche, blah, 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 blah. Um, and poor Trent gets manipulated by this girl. Yeah, there was a part of me that thought he, he, he at least reacted as if he had a reason to feel guilty. Like maybe he kissed back a little bit or was confused about the situation. Um, still love Trent, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, not a good episode for him, but he got manipulated because Heather sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, and again, terrible game move for her because I, I don't want to skip ahead, but it almost gets her voted out. Yeah, okay. no, she's gonna be voted out. Like she, she thinks. I mean, yeah, I mean, her instincts are right that like uh, a boyfriend girlfriend is another code for an alliance. Like they're gonna vote together uh, if there's emotional feelings attached. But there's other ways to untangle that situation. You don't have to like spite the most popular girl in camp. Yeah, it's very like cartoonish villain, which I do kind of love. The fact that she does something absolutely, completely unnecessary just because it, it almost like Dick Dastardly, if you ever watch the uh, Wacky Races cartoons, you know, where he can be in the lead, he's doing great, but he just has to stop and he's got to sabotage everybody behind him to make sure he wins and then it just blows right up. That's Heather to me. Yeah. I mean, she really does that in the last episode <laughs> with the bike racing. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they kiss, Gwen sees, and Trent and Gwen break up, I guess, and then they both go and slam their fists against some concrete floor, um, and Gwen is all upset. Lashana, who just came back from stealing key from, like, this rope bridge with crocodiles in it, uh, she's all scratched up, and she comes by, and she's like, what's wrong, Gwen? And Gwen's like, Trent kissed Heather, and Lashana's like, oh boy, oh boy. Um, so she orchestrates this whole vote of Heather um, and gets everyone on board. Um, Bridget is getting a key from a bunny. That's one that we missed. Uh, and Heather, uh, so the Heather blind side is ready, but then all the keys are prepared. They go unlock their cases and Heather gets a gift basket with invincibility. So Lashana has to uh, pivot, I guess, since they're all like trans uh mesk went over trent gets gets the target um and we go we see votes from lashana owen duncan and bridget they all vote for trent so that's four out of 11 uh you assume heather votes trent <laughs> yeah I, th- I think the only one that we got confirmation that didn't was gwen right Gwen and trent and yeah and trent yeah i uh, feel like this might have been almost unanimous here yeah uh, and like poor Trent, he's like, I think I've made a lot of really great friends this summer. Um, and uh, he was wrong because we get campfire ceremony and Chris goes real fast. It goes Izzy, Jeff, Gwen, Lashana, Lindsay, Bridget, DJ, Duncan, Owen, leaving Trent without a marshmallow. Trent thought he was friends with everyone. He's confused. And uh, Gwen was like, even after all this, I still didn't vote for you. And she's like, and Brent's like, Trent is like, why? Don't you hate my music? You think I'm a cliche? And she's like, where did you get that from? And he's like, Heather. And Heather's like, oh, I don't even care. This is just too easy. And Lashana's like, oh, my bad. And then Trent and Gwen go to kiss. And then Chris pulls them apart. And he's like, Trent, you have to get on the boat of losers. Um, it's very yeah. much like Julie calling Kylan out. Like, Kylan. Kylan. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like there's more moments of that that are even worse. Uh, but yes, that's an amazing example. Yeah. yeah it's well, Also, why why did they not have this conversation before the vote? 
Like before yeah, no, this, this moment. Is, I agree. This is very team. awkward here. Like they are weird about it. It feels very rushed. All of a sudden they're having, you know, this quick conversation. Trent is off and then that's the resolution. And um, not, I, again, I'm talking a lot about what I dislike about the show, which is uh, counter to what, how much I actually love it. But I feel like they weren't always great at resolving plots in a satisfying way. Yeah. Definitely, I think it probably goes to the the same point of the, just the cycling writers out. So, like, the writers yeah. don't, they weren't necessarily there or aren't super knowledgeable about the story so far um, with the dynamics between certain players. So then it's just, like, kind of weirdly abrupt. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. In my memory, the Trent and Gwen thing was a much bigger deal throughout the course of the series. And uh, it felt like this was really the episode for them, even though there were like, there was little flirting and hints I leading feel up like to it. The big episodes for them was like um, the first, the early episodes. And then they like didn't really, and then once the Buried Alive thing happened, they really don't have a ton of moments until like these last two episodes. Yeah, well, last week, Trent or last in the infirmary. That's true. And, and in the last, I don't remember if it was the last episode or the one before that, we learned that Gwen was apparently still mad at Trent for the the buried alive thing even though that was eight episodes before so yeah. i guess that was why we just didn't see anything from them yep that might be why but uh yeah then uh heather's like well i'm gonna go take a shower by losers and then lashana gets her revenge by taping the sewage and changing it and uh heather's upset and apparently also lashana ripped her clothes as we found out in the next episode yeah so queen lashana um, but speaking of Lashana, before we get into our points, let me just read Nathan's point systems. Um, actually, first, overall thoughts on this episode? Um, I actually really do love it. I love a good pirate theme, um, and I love a good treasure hunt. And even though the mechanics don't make sense, it's still fun. I remembered it fondly. Um, something that I forgot to say, they censored the arts and crafts center joke. And it that did. was one that I loved as a kid, hearing for the first time, and I was ready for it. Watching Cartoon what was the Arts and Crafts joke for someone who watched on Netflix and didn't have the subtitles on? He, he said, so Chris is like, here's the Arts and Crafts hut or whatever. And Duncan says, more like Arts and Craft hut. And yeah, but they changed it to junk. Yeah, so it doesn't, it doesn't land the same. Yeah. Just, just not good. Um, I also wrote that I, I thought it was great that Lashana got the Christmas story lamp as her prize for the treasure chest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what a weird Easter egg in there that was. Really I random. Agree. And actually, even though Jeff went through the worst, I actually think the cologne probably had the top money value of everything there, except for maybe Lindsay's accordion. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he needs it, like, right? So it's it's complicated because he needs that cologne, but uh, he could also sell it on eBay. Yeah, it, yeah he'll probably use it. Honestly, a very funny troll move, it, you know, if we're going to accept that the mechanics don't work whatsoever. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, should, do we want to do our spreadsheet stuff first and then read Nathan's so we don't get influenced or should we read Nathan's out? Um, I think let's read Nathan's. Okay. Yeah. So let me read his. So Nathan has a pitch for the Chrissy um, slash LVP and the Sheffy slash MVP. So uh, th these are some hot takes to me reading them off the jump. So maybe we'll just have to think about it, let it percolate, but uh, for his Chrissy, he thinks Lashana should get it. Um, and I'll read his reasoning. Uh, she was really jumping the gun about spreading the rumor and should know better that Heather probably tricked him or something and that Trent isn't actually the cheater. 
She's looking out for Gwen, which is great, but the lack of thinking through the situation fucks this all up. Absolute victim blaming that Trent needs to go, especially when Trent has made it clear all season that he likes Gwen. Like most teenage drama, this could really be cleared up with some simple communication. And I hear that out. Um, my thinking is, though, like, yes, he's absolutely right. They should not have voted Trent out. But I think it was the plan to vote out Heather, and they just didn't have time to scramble, is my assumption. Um, and so they yeah, just I- was like... The- it was already there, so Trent's like... I'd really like a definitive answer on how long they get to strategize after the challenge. Do you think it's like old school go. Big Brother where they go into the campfire ceremony, like they have to go vote in the cabin, and then once it's locked, they can't change their vote? Because I feel like... I remember when we were talking about Big Brother 7 on the podcast, like there was like some stuff that we found researching that like a couple of the first week voters, like I think Diane and Nicomas... Uh, had already voted for Danielle, but then the vote flipped for Allison or something, so they couldn't change it. I don't know if that's, like, accurate, but do you think it's something, like, you vote and then things might change at camp? But also we saw that I didn't in this instance because um, Trent only found out at the campfire ceremony, but it's possible, right? You, you Once your vote is locked, you can't change it. So to be honest, I feel like the vote would not have changed unless there was some clearance in the Trent situation and people realized that he was not responsible for that because regardless of how much time was in between, it seemed like Lashana's reasoning was we have to get these two because they together did this thing against Gwen and Gwen's my bestie. So uh, we can't have that. And sure. It would have been Heather if she hadn't won invincibility, but I, I don't really feel like Trent ever had a shot of saving himself here. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with that. Um, yeah, he would so, have had to have that conversation that we saw at the last second. That That's what would have saved him, is if he yeah. put it all up before. Yeah, okay, so I guess by your point, if there was more time to have that conversation. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see, maybe. Okay. Um, and then uh, for his uh, MVP slash chef he wants to nominate Lindsay, and he says, hear me out. She gets her key. She does nothing for it because she gets Izzy to do it for her. She had to suffer without having the co- with having the cockroaches crawl on her, yet still managed to stay quiet under... Gwen's bed. Um, she gives Heather the bird call to kiss Trent. The whole plot of this episode is Heather pulling off the scheme, but none of it succeeds without the major work Lindsay does. Heather doesn't even get invisibility if she doesn't have Lindsay lowering her down into the kitchen. Plus, Heather takes all the blame, and Lindsay gets no blood on her hands. Um, so that's Nathan's feedback for this. What do we all think about Lindsay for uh, MVP? I think it's a really creative response. I didn't think about it that hard, and I wish I had. Yeah, I do have Lindsay getting one of these awards, but MVP is not one of them, so uh, we'll get into it. But, uh, yeah, he makes good points, for sure. Yeah. Now, um, sorry, and- y'all remind me, now, should we be awarding based on the character that we liked the most, so or we how have well two, they played? We have two different awards. So we have the Chrissy and the Sheffy, which is the strategy awards. Um, and then we have the MVP and LVP for just character of the episode. Like, I'll be transparent. Like, um, sometimes they overlap. This week, my I'm leaning towards an overlap. But um, we'll see. Because I also like to change it on the fly if Autumn and I and guests are thinking very similarly. Um, but I did write some pre ones down. Like, I was prepared today, like, with some, with some nominations. So I'm going to okay, pull out that cool. spreadsheet and share my screen so you can all see it. Um, uh, so let's get to that. Uh, share screen. Um, where are we going? Oh my gosh. Uh, technical difficulties. Uh, in the meantime, uh, what did you all think of this, um, this challenge? Uh, how would you do at it? That's my question. 
Oh, uh, I I don't know that I would have. I, I do like a scavenger hunt. Um, however, uh, like if, if they tell me you got to get the key from the bear. Uh, also, even though we knew that not all, uh, we did, they didn't explicitly say that all the keys, like some of the keys didn't open anything. There were very clearly way too many keys for the chest. So like you could, they saw the chest before they started. So if they're telling me that I have to wrestle this bear to get this key and I can figure out in my head, it may not even open one of these things, bro. I am not trying at this challenge. Yeah. I'm not going to the septic tank at all. Yep. Whether, whether like I, I would focus on trying to help other people out, working on my social game, trying to like ingratiate myself because there's no way I'm jumping into that thing. I'm a germaphobe already. Like we don't need to add my anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd have to gauge if I'm a fan favorite or not because they're gonna give the key to whoever the fan favorite is. So if it's not necessarily because like... I don't think Heather's a fan favorite, they're just a production favorite. That's what okay. So that's well, that's what we learned saying. when they brought Eva back. They said Eva was a fan favorite, and Chris said, "No, not really, but we liked her." So yeah, yeah. fan favorite Eva Don Thomas. But <laughs> but even if if you're doing a that's a survivor joke for anyone who doesn't get it. Uh, uh, who doesn't get it? Who who, who doesn't get that? You don't know. We could be podcast. popping in the Total Drama Island streets in the cartoon. That's true. Network that's streets. true. That's true. It's true. With all of Alex's old friends from yeah. before. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was going to say something. I forgot my point. Anyways, uh, let's get to some points. So, Alec, let's go to you first. As like, let's we're we're going to start with the strategy points, but let's go to you since it, you are the guest and you can have the first honors for our first episode um, that we're discussing. Uh, so, oh. Uh, Alec, do you want to start with the Sheffy or the Chrissy? Uh, sure. So the Sheffy is best player and Chrissy is worst? Yes. Strategy-wise, yes. Strategy-wise, yep. Okay. Uh, so Sheffy, I ended up giving to Lashana because even though I think it was a mistake that Trent was the target and he didn't actually do anything wrong, I still think that it was kind of impressive to see somebody other than Heather pull everybody into an alliance and get a majority vote going that quickly. And, you know, I can't think of anybody else who works that hard strategically this episode. Yeah. Um, then, oh, sorry. Do you want you to Let's go jump to around one? and then come back to you for the LVP. Cool. Autumn. Okay. So I completely agree with Alec. My chefy, however, uh, for the sake of diversity here, I don't feel good about it. Okay but I, I feel like I have to give it to Heather um, oh. because yes, like she was just going to get voted out and like if she hadn't won invincibility and everything, but this plan, and although it was very cruel, it took a lot of thinking and a lot of planning and, and things ended up going right for her and um, she accomplished her goal. So, you know, whether or not that goal was necessarily the most correct decision um she did turn everyone against at least trent um and and uh then gwen was like not in her right mind for the game and stuff so i do think because she was successful in that um i think i have to give it to her that's very valid um i i will uh talk more about heather in this episode in a later section but um for now, uh, I will just say I, I think that's like she did succeed in getting her goal out. Like this episode was all about breaking up these this trio of episodes, all about breaking up duos in the game, um, and like we've seen with Robin Amber, like you gotta split up the showmance if you have a chance, especially in Big Brother. Like, but so yeah, she she weakened Gwen's power, 
Um, but I'm going to jump on with Alec and also give my point to Lashana. I apologize, Nathan. And I see, I see what Nathan was saying. However, at the end of the day, Lashana had no blowback from it. She showed where she stands socially. I think if this was real Survivor, Lashana would be the biggest threat to win right now because I think we've seen that she has the best connections. She got everyone on board quickly. Um, yeah, nobody. Everyone likes Lashana. She got no blowback from this, and I think we see that she's like a jury threat. Um, if Chris explained that there's a jury section, but there actually isn't, which uh, quick spoiler alert. Um, but I think Lashana played excellently, and yeah, like in the end, like Trent could have been a great ally, but she recovers enough in these next two episodes, um, and she's like been kind of a boss. Like these three episodes, or the last episode with Eva, this episode and the next episode, like shows off Lashana's great, like. She kind of goes on her own joyride with Izzy and is kind of invisible in the third episode, but we love Lashana here. So that's why Lashana is also getting my point. Now, Alec, let's go back to you for the LVP. The Chrissy. I mean, I gave I gave it to oh, Heather. Chrissy, thank though. you, Adam. Yeah, the Chrissy, I got you. I, I gave it to Heather, um, even though I love the reasoning of her having done some things right, uh, only because you know, she took a strategic chance here on doing something that would have gotten her voted off if she hadn't won invincibility. Um, I think she, in a way, she's thinking the right things as far as who she's trying to break up to move in, but, you know, she's missing the most important element of the game, which is social. And I guess in this version, you don't have to have people like you in the end um, to get votes because it's not really a jury format, but you still have to get there. So uh, that would be my choice this time. Uh, Autumn, what are you thinking? Okay, so once again, um, I I agree. And uh, shout out to Nathan for saying what I'm going to do before I did it. Because I, I feel bad about this, but I am going to give mine to Lashana. Just to, you know, make sure we're covering all the bases here. Because nice. I, I do think that, um, yes, it was very impressive the way she rallied everybody. Um on her side and everything, but I, I like it, it did not necessarily backfire on her specifically, but it did like, okay. Say they, they figured out that, that Trent like wasn't in on this whole thing and that he was duped by Heather. Well, then they probably could have like voted out Lindsay who I know they like, but like is obviously Heather's like right hand person. So, you know, I, I feel like she should have maybe realized Lashana has been on to Heather from the jump. So I think she should have, if not completely realized, at least considered a little bit more that, hey, like maybe this is all not what it seems to be on the surface and Heather might be playing us. Um, you That's gave Lashana her first ever uh, Chrissy, which uh, I, I I mean, you do you, you and Nathan like had valid points. And like I said, it is a hit to Lashana's game. Like she did, uh, she didn't even like think about it. Like, again, like Nathan said in his feedback, teenagers don't know how to communicate. They just react. Um, so this is another instance of that. Uh, so I support you. Uh, I love how Alec and I are on the same wavelength, though, because I, at the end of the day, gave this to Heather. I think she got really lucky that she got invincibility. Maybe she knows the producers are going to keep saving her. Maybe she's the plant. But um, I had to give it for Heather because she did, She gets, yeah, she succeeded in her, uh, in her task. But she almost loses the game for herself in this episode if she doesn't get invincibility. And at the end of the day, like, I think it's important to recognize that she played strategically aggressively and she got rewarded for it. And I like that Autumn gave her an uh, MVP to 
to like show that, but or I mean the Sheffy. But at the end of the day, like the plan was very flawed and she got very lucky. Um, and I'm very excited to say that Trent leaves the game with no Chrissy's and only Sheffy's. Uh, and it wasn't even for me, it was from Autumn. <laughs> I get wait, what wait, hang on, I gotta look at this. What how many how many does he have? He has one Sheffy from episode The Sucky Outdoors. I forget why you gave it to him, but I don't know either, but I trust myself, I guess. He must yeah. have deserved it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, Trent unfortunately is out of the running, but we get to characters now. Um, and let me start this off, since and we can go in uh, a different order this time. I'll start off uh, because Nathan kind of teased it. Lindsay deserves some love. She did a lot of heavy lifting for Heather. She had to sit with the cockroaches. She deserves to be celebrated for that. Um, so I am giving Lindsay yet another uh, MVP point, uh, tying her for my record with Trent. Um, so RIP Trent's uh, MVPs here, but uh, let's let's go to let's go to you next, Alec. Wh- who are you leaning towards? So I don't know if this is the right answer, but it's the answer I'm going to give anyway. I'm giving it to Trent um, because I think he, he just, was on my short list. He just got a raw deal, um, and I want to try to mix up my points a little bit, uh, you know, because Shauna was kind of my backup here just for uh, trying her best to be a good friend, um, but you know. I really like Trent in the series. I feel like he's a bit underrated. And for him to go out like this, you know, it sort of sucks. So I, it's almost a pity point. Very valid. Very valid. What about you, Miss Autumn? So I um, I also, like, I wanted to, to um, differentiate who I was giving my points to. However, because I... I gave a, a negative point to Lashana. I thought it was okay to give this MVP to Lashana for all the reasons that we've already talked about. You know, um, obviously, just a, a good character moment, I feel like, for her to, like, go to bat for her girl, Gwen, like that. And also, um, I loved the the putting the uh, sewage line on the shower at the end. Um, so while, yes, she did have some good points strategically in, in what she was doing, I also think from a character standpoint, um, I really enjoyed her this episode as well. Yeah, no, Lashana's great. Um, Autumn, do you want to start us off with the LVP since we can do like a snake style this time? Yeah. This one, I'm conf- I don't feel great about this. So I could be persuaded to change this. Uh, it, also, I'm, it also is very contrary to what has been said so far, uh, just like my strategy points were. I think I want to give it to Lindsay. Oh, wow. okay. I would like to hear I know, your, I know, your I don't. Okay, well, here, the, really, it was I didn't know who else to give it to necessarily. But I, and I also feel bad because I gave Heather, I, really, this is for her role in Heather's plot uh, against, like, to, to separate Gwen and, and Trent. And I do feel bad because I gave Heather a positive point, technically, for it, and I gave Lindsay a negative one. But... Lindsay, I mean, look, we, we know Lindsay is not the, the brightest bulb ever, uh, but I feel like this is this is just very cruel, especially because I think that Lindsay considers Gwen to be her friend. And so I was like, I, I mean, maybe like don't go along with this plan as much and be so integral to this plan as you are if Gwen is actually your friend. Yeah, that's actually no, that's a really valid. interesting point. You know, she is accountable for being a uh, an accomplice in these terrible things that Heather is doing. 
Yeah, for sure. And like sometimes maybe she doesn't understand just because she doesn't think about it in the strategic way that Heather does. Like I do believe sometimes she doesn't really get how it's going to affect somebody. But this one was very blatant. I mean, she's writing the note that says... Listen, Lindsay's been accountable for breakups before, as we learned in the third episode. So she's she's used to this. If she's going to go down, she's going to go down ethically. Yeah, so I don't feel great about giving a negative point to her and a positive point for Heather, so I apologize for that. But other other than that, I think I'll give it to Lindsay. Mr. Alec, where are you heading with your LVP? Um... Right after I said I wanted variety, <laughs> I'm giving this to Heather as well. Okay. No, I, I just I, 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 I actually get the Lindsay thing. I think Lindsay would be a runner-up in this spot for me just because I don't think anybody else stood out as being especially terrible. Um, and I did mention that I like Heather like as a cartoonish villain in some cases, but this was like infuriating a little bit because not only you know is she being terrible but she's also playing a terrible game at the same time which just makes it worse for me and i I just had to double up on negative points to heather now okay do you all want me to just piggyback off alec and do heather because i have a i have an alternate that i could just go through the chaos point i i'm assuming you're curious who it is well yeah now you have to tell us i could tell you but should if i should i go through with it and give this person my point you have to pick before i yeah i feel like i feel like heather we've given heather enough LVPs and, and Chrissy's probably. Mark, do you agree? Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Um, so Heather was like my leading candidate, but like just for the variety sake. Um, and this person, I was surprised at how, I'm just going to like tease it out and then I'm going to see. I'm so I'm curious as to who's going to be. This person has surprised me in how memorable they should be, despite the fact that coming into the season, I didn't remember they had so much going on. Um, this is like, been a surprise for me on this rewatch. I want to know if you can guess who it is, Autumn, based on. Well, so use that logic again. You thought that they should have had more going on than they do. No, no, no. Well, coming into the series, I didn't remember how much they had going on in this show. Um, and I'm kind of surprised at how much they do. And that's not why they're getting the point. They're getting the point because of what they did in this episode. Oh. Um, uh, who? Jeez. Okay, but so you you are impressed with them overall as a character, but well, I'm impressed at how much they have going on in this show. Not necessarily always positively. Okay, Owen? No, no. He's Jeff. actually surprised me how little he's been in the show. Is it Jeff? Yes, it is Jeff. Oh. And basically, my reasoning is, my dude, do not go in the sewer for no reason. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. Respect yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's acceptable that's that is I, why i'm giving him the lvp like if that was me i would just be like nah i'm just gonna go socialize with the others help them get their keys uh show my self-worth uh on tv yeah no i was i was not a fan of what jeff had to do like granted he didn't have a ton going on and honestly the only reason he's getting a point is because we didn't want to just keep piling on with heather but yeah heather yeah. was my leading candidate for other reasons alex said like she she was just like nasty and mean and like i think it's good that Lindsay, also as an accomplice got like penalized for it is it penalized or penalized i always say penalized but then today i said penalized i think i said penalized usually i always say penalized because it's like a penalty goal mm-hmm. in soccer i don't know anyways uh jeff gets my point because he disrespected himself um yeah so that's yeah good. that's that's, that's episode 16 search and do not destroy search and do not destroy shall we get on to episode 17 yeah let's go Okay, so we'll come back to our spreadsheet later. It Thank only you, took Nathan, us an hour. To get yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about Alex fandom for like 30 minutes. Alex had a lot to say. 
Yeah, I'm so we sorry. I, I can't control no, myself. Don't apologize. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you have such a like storied history with the show because I feel yeah. like usually like myself included, like I'm not I was not like a super, super fan of the show. And, and a lot yeah. of times our guests are are somewhere similar. Like they just like liked the show, but you're like yeah. the, the biggest fan that we've had. And I'm excited for uh spoilers for our next episode of we want to be famous is with lucas hester alex brother and i just hope that he comes in he's like my brother was a lunatic about the show and so i have history with it but i didn't care otherwise well you know what he was a little bit of a lunatic too i'm excited (laughs) for him to tell his his story yeah he's got things just to set up for the audience there's a likelihood that it will be uh one extra week between podcasts just because next week is insane for me but uh we'll figure it out maybe you'll get a surprise podcast on thursday um but just a heads up uh anyways uh episode 17 we start off with Lindsay drinking some grape pop as they say in canada and heather's like how would you how do you Wait, do they only this? say pop in canada what no, do you they say, say it other way other places but i feel like it's especially you say a soda? Thing. i say soda what do you say Alex? Yeah. always soda i've heard people oh. call it coke that's okay yeah. so that's what so i'm a, what if it's a sprite well no, i'm i'm originally from arkansas and that's what usually people say coke there most of the time for all soda yeah yeah but but not not everybody but can i get a sprite coke yeah (laughs) well you just say sprite you just say sprite but if you're just you're just talking about like you know uh fountain drink i mean yeah i say pop now uh that's what most people like in oklahoma say so that's what i say but uh Okay, I, I I just didn't know you said like yeah. it was Canadian, especially Canadian. Like like nobody said it. Where, where I say soda, I grew up saying soda. Um. So, uh, anyways, uh, Lin- there's like tension, and Lindsay's like, "We are best female friends," and Heather's like, "No, nah, I hate Lindsay." But this actually might be Heather's part in the second episode. But Lindsay is like starting to come around to the fact that like Heather isn't the best. Um, but uh, she's gaslighting herself. I would say. Uh, yeah. Uh, then we get Lashana and Gwen plotting revenge, which doesn't really come into effect in this episode because Heather gets invisibility pretty quickly, but uh, they're plotting their revenge. Uh, and we find out that this week's game is hide and seek, uh, where Chef has a giant water gun and he's going to go hunt for campers around the campgrounds. Uh, and if he sprays you, you're out. And I love that Chef. Chris is like, demonstrate, Chef. And Chef turns around and sprays him. He's like, not on me. And I'm like, no, you deserve that. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, basically the ways you can get invincibility, uh, you avoid chef until the campfire ceremony. Uh, you go touch the the lifeguard chair, which Lashana could have done much earlier. Like, yeah. Uh, but uh, oh, you good go point. Sit, wow. You go tag it and you're invincible. Or you uh, help chef find a camper or basically snitch. Um which so, can we get to the challenge complaint corner yes go okay uh, well I, I didn't understand okay first let's talk about the tagging the the base so you could theoretically like like where lashana was right like she was right next to it because she was in the water theoretically so are you telling me that she could have hidden the challenge could have started and then like in two minutes she could have just like got up and touched the base and then been safe like had invincibility theoretically then why did anyone because chef is one person he has to start in one spot so why does anyone stay in their hiding spot for more than two seconds if they know chef is not between them and the base 
Yeah, this like, feels really just... weird. I didn't pay enough attention to the rules. I, the rules were they were they were garbage because then also like you have to help Chef find other people. Like then you can get invincibility. Like I feel like there was a chance. Like I guess not everyone could get invincibility, but like it could have been like invincibility get in. Like so many people had invincibility. It didn't end up that yeah, way. Yeah, literally like everyone could have had invincibility except for one person because the first person gets out, they go yeah. like say say Heather's the first one out. She goes find Lindsay. Lindsay then finds Bridget. Bridget finds Jeff. Jeff finds Owen. Owen finds Lashana, and then like the last person is not invincible. Yeah, like safety chain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be good on total drama. Shoot, they should totally use that idea. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, this is this is not a smart challenge uh, design, but I love hide-and-seek, so I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, the hide-and-seek part is fun, but like, let's maybe get the yeah. rules of invincibility yeah. a little uh, more compact. So basically, we see Lashana snorkeling and Lindsay sucking at this game. Like, she literally hides in the wrong bunk, and then she's like, joke's on you, it's not even my bunk. Um, <laughs> and then she runs, and she's like, Ah, I love her scream. Like, uh, and then this is like a big episode for Mr. Duncan because he's in the cave. He grabs someone and is like, okay, we're going to make an all guys alliance because there's six women, five, four men, and we need to make a guys alliance. And Owen's like, I don't know. The girls are so nice. And he holds Owen over, like shaking him. And then we find out that it's literally like he could put his hands down and touch the floor. Um, but Owen's convinced. Meanwhile, Jeff is hesitant. Uh, and Owen's also con- d- not convinced because the women have proven themselves to be dysfunctional. And we get this flashback to In the Morning where uh, Heather turns on the hot water to ruin Gwen's shower and then Lashana, like, smacks Heather, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, just another um, link in the ever-lengthening uh, chain of uh, Lashana versus Heather. Yeah, with this guys' alliance thing, I I almost don't want to give the writers this much credit. But is there a chance that this really was like an intentional joke about how on the Survivor, fear. yeah, yeah, the fear of a woman's alliance when they can very clearly look over and see that there's nothing going on, but they start to like be paranoid about it anyway. Oh, Felipe, we can't hear you. Sorry, I think at the time. Uh... Probably not because I think this was before Micronesia, which is probably like the first season to really like. I mean, the Women's Alliance of Vanuatu was a thing, so maybe, but uh, who knows? Um, Good I point. Do think thinking about the actual timestamps because it was. I a while think it ago is now. fun to like. This is like the height of the alliancing. Like this is actual like strategy. Like this is like probably the best strategic episode I think for yeah. like, the show so far. Yeah, and also what it why okay, Owen. And Jeff, both of them, like, being skeptical. Jeff, you can try to protect Bridget, like, while in the guys' alliance. It's called an alliance. It's not called, like... I mean, what is the number one rule of alliances? If someone offers you an alliance, you say yes. You never say no. You never say no. So, I mean, what? This is so bad from both of these guys. Yeah. Good point. Jeez, I didn't even go that far with it. I was just... You know, thinking that why not bring two others in? If Jeff is with Bridget, right, yeah. then that's already five and five, and you're filtering her out just because, you know, she's not a guy that seems. And you could get, you probably dumb. get Izzy and, and Bridget to join the alliance, and then bam, you've got six. Yeah, yeah. well, you would hope because Izzy stood up for Owen later in the episode, as we see. Yeah. 
No, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, that's weird. Um, you make great points. Anyways, but Duncan convinces them for the time being and then kicks them out of the cave because that's his hiding spot. <laughs> and then uh, Lindsay and Heather want to hide together slash separately, depending on who you're asking. Lindsay's like, we should hide together. Heather's like, get the hell out of here. Um, and then they both get blasted by Chef. Th- that makes sense why they were running to the to the lake. I was like, oh, they're going to jump in and then get LaShawn in trouble. And it's like, oh, no, they were running for the lifeguard chair. Um, so they get blasted. Uh, and Heather's mad, but uh, we also get the scene where uh, everyone starts getting caught. Like Gwen's hiding under this like grassy knoll. I don't know if that's what it's called. Uh, a grassy knoll. Like we've talked about the grass yeah. knolls before. <laughs> yeah, the that's grassy, a good word. The grassy lump uh, is where yeah, she's hiding. Time? She gets sprayed. Um, at some point, um, like Owen uh, and DJ are both on the roof. Uh, so, like, uh, they, DJ's like, oh, come here, little friend, and then Owen's like, oh my god, that bird's talking to me, and then they both are like, get away from my hiding spot, get away from my hiding spot, and they both crash, um, and then Heather snitches on them, is like, a DJ and Owen are here, and Chef Blast, and Lindsay was like, well, we could take one, I could take one, and you could take one, she's like, sorry, Lindsay, no, I need both, um, which, that's an example of Heather playing awfully. Like, you could just let Lindsay have it because you're already invincible if you get one. Right. Then your ally, your number one ally is also invincible. Yeah. Um, we also get Bridget and the skunks. She, like, gets her leg trapped on this, like, uh, Christmas light thing that they have and uh, knocks over this can uh, that scares the skunks and they spray her. Uh, also, Izzy versus Chef. Now, Alec, I want to go to you because they played with the, the what's it called? The... Oh my God, as a film, I know what I'm talking about. The dimensions, they went from full screen to widescreen, oh, and I feel like yes, this is also the like angles. The, the this might excite you as an animation person and a film person. Yes, okay. The entire, not just Izzy Chef sequence, but Izzy in this entire episode is incredible to me. Um, anytime any sort of cartoon will start to play with different animation styles, it makes me excited because. It, it takes a lot of creativity to break from your normal format. And it does take work to do something that's going to be a little bit different. Uh, and in this case, honestly, this is probably a direct reference to some movie. I don't know what that movie is. Some or it Western, might just, probably. Yeah, or it could be just a general vibe um, from movies of that era. But it's not just the animation. It's the fact that it's Izzy. The absolute best, like my favorite character in this show. And that Izzy and Chef, they have an arc. Like, I feel like across the total drama series, you see Izzy and Chef have plenty of moments where they are at odds with each other. I think Chef, like, respects Izzy. um, But she just loves taunting him and trying to, you know, be his worst enemy at every chance that she gets. And I love it so much. Yeah. Um, No, I I love their dynamic. I think that's something that I'm excited about in the future seasons. I think Chef becomes more of a prominent figure and has individual relationships. Like, skip ahead 15 seconds. Uh, I, two, one. Uh, DJ and Chef have, like, a dynamic and action about, like, cooking and stuff like that. Like, I like how Chef is fleshed out in future seasons and not just kind of like Chris's lackey. Agreed. I love Spoiler Chef alert. so much. Ended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, definitely, like, Next time I need to write everything that I want to write down in the middle and just like go through. Uh, but 
good to know as a podcaster, I'm always learning and I have a stack of sticky notes. I can always just like scribble stuff down. Um, but yeah, uh, where would you hide in this camp? Because I feel like this camp has great iconography. Like um, we even got like this kind of like 3D shot of the camp in this episode. Uh, the Where would you hide if you were at Camp Wabanaqua? Um, that's a good question. I should have thought of that because we always think about this when we think about the on Big Brother, the hide and go veto. Like, where would we hide the veto? Um, I'll try to sneak into the production trailer. Ooh, yeah. Or under the production trailer. Yeah, I, I, I also think like. But then I awkward. wonder. I wonder how much like acreage there is. Like, how big is the land that they're allowed to go on? Yeah. Because like I would just try to go as far away. Or no, that's a lie. I would. I would hide. I can't hold as my breath. As close to the very... chair as possible. Yes, yes. I, I can't hold my breath for very long, so I wouldn't hide in the water. Well, um, okay. On this subject. I don't think LaShana even knew that. They have a whole dock, unless there's, like, covered in rocks underneath. Like, go under the dock, pop your head up, yeah. and then you can breathe normally until, like, and you can know here. So, I don't know. But that yeah, dock right. breathes all point. the time, so who knows? Yeah, it was, because was she treading water that whole time? Oh, I don't know. I guess. For me, that's not that hard, because I played water polo and, like, No, swam, that's but... hard. That, I can't Yeah, swim, that is so impossible. That's hard. <laughs> that, for me, I can do that, but. Wow, then that's definitely where you should have hidden yeah i just i i just have never snorkeled before or i have and it's always been complicated so that would be my issue so i would have to like hold my breath and yeah i don't know chef might be looking around too much uh what's the line that lashana said uh uh in the deer hunter like here i am snooping around the bush or something like yeah um yeah do you know where you would hide i was thinking about it i'm trying to think where is the one place that chris would never ever go and I don't know what the answer to that question is. Um, the safety department, if they have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, also, this yeah. is a hot take. Uh, sardines is better than hide and seek. Mm, sardines is very fun. Yeah. That's it's just for, backwards. Just in case y'all are listeners are not familiar, hide and seek is everyone goes hides one seeker. Uh, sardines is where one person uh, hides and everyone seeks, and once you find them, you hide with them or around them um so like it's kind of like a reality show where one person disappears each episode yeah that's uh, fun have you never played sardines Alex? never i have never never heard of that word at brazilian oh, dragon hester fun. brothers cartoon theater con we're gonna play that <laughs> okay. <laughs> i, I can't that. wait <laughs> um anyways uh we talked about bridget getting skunked uh yeah heather busts dj and owen Lindsay doesn't get a turn and then gwen and owen are having a moment uh and Gwen is just like saying hi and Owen's like there's a guys alliance I'm not supposed to tell you fine I'll tell you we have a guys alliance and we're planning on voting off one of the women I shouldn't have told you I'm sorry for keeping that away from you I love you Gwen and then Gwen's like that was really brave of you to share and such a hard thing for me to get out of you (laughs) Um, yeah this is another example of what in the world is Owen doing yeah um Owen Owen's just chilling he's having a grand old time at summer camp and honestly i'm happy for him yeah you know as a character i think that owen is both very overrated and very underrated at the same time um like he definitely says some like problematic stuff in the series which isn't great. i mean he's i believe um, he's our leader of lvps and most of them are from that's Autumn. probably me yeah I'm not well no I, i've given owen two no i've given owen three so like oh, okay. he has. And a, if I were no, if I were in your shoes, trust me, I would have as well. Owen was so hated in the fan community at the time. Oh, I was really? yes. Going through, I did not know oh, that because in my circles, Owen was loved. 
No, Owen was loved in casual audiences with like little boys who, you know, just like fart humor, to be honest. Um, but most of the fan community was people who were like a little bit over 13 and they honestly Noah was the biggest fan favorite, which is probably why I got sucked into wow. it, even though I'm not really that vibe. It's because yeah. they saw themselves in Noah's sarcasm and like the yeah. hatred of people. It's a very internet thing. <laughs> no emo representation. <laughs> And people liked Duncan okay. I'm trying... Izzy was definitely a fan favorite. I um, like DJ. But, I feel like we sleep on DJ even in this yeah, series. I feel like there's just not enough of DJ. We don't get enough. Yeah. You're was right. Lashana a fan favorite? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone knows, you yes, know. Yes, everyone knows. If yeah. you know, you know. Yes, you know. Yes, you saw this, as Nicole That's right. said. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Owen is just like... You know, the fact that he was so hated, sometimes I'm like, you know, you're just yeah. like a cinnamon roll sometimes. Uh, so, I don't want a cinnamon roll. <laughs> How dare you? We'll go to Golden Retriever instead so you can get yourself a dog. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Autumn, did you say where you would hide? I think you did, but I just want to confirm. Um, well, I, I started to talk it out and then I realized I would just try to hide uh, not in the water because of my water issues but not in the uh, sun either <laughs> well uh I, I would just hide like wherever is closest to the chair and then i would just touch the base i don't know why yeah. that wasn't everyone's strategy literally like jump like you could just sit on the dock you have 10 minutes and chef can't touch you jump in there and you have to outrun him to the chair just stand there yeah i mean you could outrun you could the... break the game yeah I, I don't even think that he like obviously you know chris was like because of his military training and everything, like he's and very his good degree at in manhunting. Oh yes, I forgot. Yeah, like so. Yeah, he's probably a good shot with the water gun, but like you could outrun him for the the small amount of time that it would take until you could yeah. get to the chair. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Owen blogs about the guys' alliance, and then uh, then Lindsay wins, and uh, not Lindsay, Lashana. Sorry. Um. And because they get Duncan, uh, and then. They're like, where's Lashana? And Chef's like, the water. And then they all run, and Lashana's just sitting there in her bathing suit, like, hi, hey, I win. Um, so let's just recap. Heather and Lashana have invincibility. Everyone else is fair game. This was probably my favorite part of the three episodes, the, like, strategy stuff. Because um, we don't get that a ton, and I thought we had more, but, like, uh, obviously, like, I don't think I watched the reality shows for strategy, but sometimes they do, like, intricate, like, voting stuff can excite me, like, if it's, like, the breakdown like trying to understand the vote um so the women are divided on duncan versus owen lashana and gwen are and bridget are willing to vote duncan meanwhile heather and Lindsay want to vote owen despite Lindsay liking him heather knocks over Lindsay's uh nail polish which Lindsay gets upset about because it was like one of a kind and she's very upset um and then heather and Lindsay are trying to get izzy to vote for owen but this is like but owen's a nice guy i really like him so again the women have six the guys have four, and they're saying Bridget because she's an athletic threat, and she's super likable, and right now she stinks. Those are the reasons. Um, so, uh, but Jeff is hesitant. Now, Jeff should have told them not to vote Bridget, but if we're thinking about this votes, it should be four votes Bridget, three votes uh, uh, Duncan, three votes Owen, based on like what we saw, like where people were leaning before the campfire ceremony. Now, we go to the campfire ceremony. Everyone has marshmallows except Duncan, Bridget, and Owen. Owen gets his first. Duncan gets his second. 
Bridget is eliminated. Now let's talk about the votes because this is what I have in my notes. I have Bridget was Duncan, GJ, and Owen voted Bridget. Mm-hmm. Duncan got votes from Lashana, Gwen, and Bridget. Owen got votes from Heather and Lindsay, and then Jeff and Izzy were the ones that uh, are question marks. So what do yeah, we think cause... happened with them? Did Izzy vote Bridget? That's and I feel like it has to have been Izzy voting Bridget, right? Otherwise, like how does we she go think, home? do we think Owen what's, what's told the tiebreaker her? rules? Yeah, I don't know. But we think Owen they, told yeah. her to vote for. That's my that's my thinking, and Jeff probably just voted for like someone random. A random like, person. It wasn't. Yeah, like because like Owen. Yeah, because yeah, Owen and Duncan are in his alliance. So. Yeah. Uh, I think Jeff voted her out. I do. I 100% think that oh. he lied to her I mean, face. actually, yeah, that's an easier, an easier explanation. Because it's that or the writers messed up. Because what is the point of them having a convoluted story where behind the scenes Izzy decided to flip? That You know, they clearly wanted Bridget to go. I mean, but, I, I guess if that was just the intention. Like, I would believe you, but he vocalized that he didn't, and then he got hung out to dry despite the fact that if he did, he would have just told the guys, no, I actually did vote her. I just told her that. Because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. But um, Duncan overheard the conversation. He wasn't talking to Duncan. He was telling it to her. And then Duncan was like, oh, you didn't vote the way that we said. But then he could have had a conversation with Duncan. Been like, no, I actually did vote for her. You can, I will like, but then he like got punished. I don't know. Like, No, that's true. Honestly, I'm going to give the fault to the writers. And they just like, they probably didn't calculate the numbers correctly. Well, because either way, there, there's some kind of. We're confusion. missing some yeah. kind of uh, scene. Like, there's a scene I want to live in the see. world where Izzy voted for Bridget and Jeff threw his vote away because I think that's more interesting to the Izzy-Owen dynamic. And it can add, okay. you to have more, like, fan theories. Yeah, but more people have thrown their votes away? Could it have been I, the girls This is what so I want to hear from the listeners. If you're a listener of this podcast, tweet at me, send in an email. Like, let, let us know what you think because this is something that I'm super interested in, what other people think. Uh, just to remind everyone... Uh, Duncan, DJ, Owen voted Bridget for sure. Gwen, Bridget, Lashana voted Duncan. Heather and Lindsay voted Owen. And then what did Izzy... No, sorry. Heather and Lindsay voted Owen. What did Izzy and Jeff do? We want to hear from you. Hashtag uh, total TDI17. You can hashtag that Gate. and tag us. Bridget Gate. Bridget Gate. <laughs> oh, that's TDI good. Bridget Gate. Start the controversy now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has been 50 years since Watergate. We need a new gate to talk about. We need a new gate. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, any final thoughts? Oh, they're going to... Jeff goes to kiss her, says that I, he likes her, um, but she smells bad, so he jumps away, and then he's sleeping upside down in his sleeping bag in a way that he would have done to Harold earlier in the season. Yeah, true karma, yeah. really. Speaking of Harold, what did the fan community think of Harold? Oh, the yeah. fan community was mixed on Harold. Um, How do you I feel think, about Harold? I hate Harold. I always have. Hey, Ooh, high five. You're um, welcome on yeah, this podcast. Well, and there are some uh, characters who, as a kid, I thought I really liked, and now I'm like, oh, well, they kind of suck. But Harold, I was never a fan of. Um, of I, all I the think nerd the highest I've been on Harold was early this season when he was actually proving When he himself. beat boxes. That's the And that's the Dodgeball episode. <laughs> no, you're good. I remember uh, in the early stages feeling like, oh, Harold is the front runner to win when I was a kid because it felt like he kept randomly showing up with skills and winning these challenges. And then he just sort of went off in like a cringy, awkward way. And that was basically it. And he never really found his footing in the show. I don't think. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, n- n- not a fan. Hot take. I like Ezekiel more than Harold. I and hate that... Ezekiel. <laughs> That's some yeah. big Harold hate then. It is. There's um, Okay, so is there's... Harold like 24 out of 24 and Ezekiel's 23? Or do you actually like Ezekiel as a character? So it, it's... Mm-hmm. Okay, we can, we'll have future, you back on in the future season. Future seasons, yeah, we'll talk a... more about this. Okay. Um, so let's, let's get into our points. So does anyone have any strong stances that they want to get out their chest strategically? Or should we just hmm. go to Autumn? Autumn, you never started okay. us off. Do you, do you have yours okay. ready? Uh, yes. I will we'll start with the Sheffy. I am going to give this to Duncan. I feel like this is the obvious pick, but, uh, you know, we've talked about this as a very strategic episode. He does solidify the guys' alliance, even though it's rooted in, like, the irrational fear of the women's alliance. Um, it, it works. Even though Owen does, like, rat it out, it's and then, Je- okay, now I'm like <laughs> convincing myself it didn't work. But like, and then Jeff didn't end up voting with them. I think those four guys are still actually committed to each other. Um, the Jeff situation was just because it was Bridget was the target. Um, so I do commend him for thinking. I think I, I like to think that Duncan's strategic prowess is what he learned from Courtney. This is Courtney's yeah, impact. They from Juvie. <laughs> I mean that too, but. Uh, but I like to say, I like to think that Courtney's impact is still on the season. Uh, so is Courtney getting a ghost Sheffy point? <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, ghost you love Courtney, Cor- right? Courtney, very popular. Uh, I, well, I, I really like her. Courtney. In the same, yeah. do you, did you agree with us when we said she's kind of like Angelina? Whoa. Oh, man. So our biggest, I, have, I actually have listened to all your podcasts, but I've no, I believe you. It's just like the they all blend time. together. Right? Yeah. Yes, that's a good take, though. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We also said uh, Gwen was uh, Courtney Yates, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit less cutting, but still yeah. sarcastic. And then Bridget is Stephanie Agrosia. Yeah. The, I think yeah. she's more intense, but they are both really athletic. Yeah, you know, I like all yeah. those comparisons. Okay. Yeah, the Angelina one is the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, but yeah, so I want to get this to Duncan just because he. I feel like we haven't seen a lot of strategic moments from the guys in the season. Like most of our really, like when we give Sheffies and we're like, feel very strongly that it was a good strategic move. It's usually a girl we're talking about. Yeah. So, I've given um, Jeff one DJ one. And this is my second that I'm going to give to Duncan spoiler alert. I'm also going to give it to Duncan. Um, whereas like, yeah. yeah. So I do think that he is the most strategic of not only of the guys left, but probably of maybe all of the guys that were on this season. Um, so yeah, I, I want to give this to Duncan. Yeah. Just to piggyback off you, like Duncan got this done. He was he like organized the alliance that got Bridget voted out. He knocked out a number, especially like he divided the women. Like I don't think he had credit, but like he gets Jeff on his side better because if Bridget's not there, then Jeff is more loyal to Duncan than the guys alliance. Plus, um, he takes out someone that gives numbers to Gwen and Lashana, who are probably more of the threat than, like, Heather and Lindsay, because Heather's a social pariah, and Lindsay's kind of dumb, as much as we love her. And Izzy's kind of just doing her own thing. So I think Duncan really excelled in this episode and deserves uh, strategic credit from both of us, if not all three of us. We'll see what Alec does. Yeah, I so I, I did write Duncan. I'm sitting here, like... Feel free to he, go he... off the board if you if you don't want to, like, pile on Duncan. Well, the problem is I don't know who else to give it to. Right. This was a very, like, it's kind of obvious, I felt, at least. 
Yeah, it's like, ultimately, he did get what he wanted. He put the alliance together. I think he should have pulled other people in. He almost, if it hadn't worked, he could have gotten himself voted off. But I think it's because it, he's a threat. So, you know, I'll tell, if Izzy voted out Bridget, I would retroactively assign it to Izzy because she's in a good spot and is nobody's target in this point. Um, but I just don't, I don't know if I could assign any credit to her there without knowing the proper information. So it's going to be Duncan. Yeah, we've swept before. It's totally okay to sweep. Um, so Duncan gets three points from the three of us, uh, bringing him up from one Sheffy to th- four now, because I had wow. given him one in the Who You Can, Can You Trust. This was a great episode for Duncan, and I'm trying to check, have we ever swept a, a positive Sheffy? Um, in the meantime, do y'all want to get us started with the Chrissy while I take a look at this? Yeah. I also am between three people for the Chrissy, so I would like to hear what you think. Okay, cool. Alec, who was your Chrissy? Uh, It was Owen for me. Um, Okay. Not only because of his big mistake where he blew up the alliance. I I did think it was hysterical. But from a player perspective, he almost got himself voted out with that because he was one of the targets for the girls. So... Yeah, I mean, I think a couple people made mistakes here, but uh, Owen had such, like, a directly obvious error. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... Just to fact check, uh, the only time three people have been in alignment was Bridget getting the the Sheffy a couple weeks ago and Jeff getting the Chrissy for the brunch of discussing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, my Chrissy is also going to Owen. Uh, you know I love a moment to trash Owen. Uh, he... <laughs> Yeah, like, obviously, big mistake, um, just blurting out the alliance for really no reason to, like, we've seen that him and Gwen have, like, a close relationship of some sort, but there's nothing, at least from what we know, that's, like, official, like, you're my number one or anything like that, so, I mean, very big risk to tell that to, to Gwen, and then also, like we were talking about earlier, why are you hesitant in the first place when someone brings an alliance to you? Now, if we're going with the theory that Izzy did vote for Bridget and that Owen was then the one that told Izzy to vote for Bridget, then I feel like that makes it where he's not eligible for the Chrissy. Like, say he knew that Jeff wasn't going to vote for her, so then he tells Izzy she votes for Bridget. Um, Oh, good point. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that's a lot of assumptions to make, even though it it may be the case. So I am just going to stick with giving the Chrissy to Owen. Fun fact, Owen was not even on my short list. Like y'all You had three people points. and none were Owen? Y'all make great points. Owen should have been there as a fourth, but I think this was a Jeff should not have been a part of this. Like he should have stepped harder oh, for this yeah. girl. That's yeah. a number for Jeff. Lashana and Gwen messed up badly as well. Obviously Bridget did too, but we don't like to give points to the person who got put it out. But they should have jumped on Owen. If the the votes were divided, they weren't. They should have known that Gwen, at least Gwen or Bridget, were vulnerable if the guys' alliance was a reality. Because Heather and Lashana are, sh- are safe. Why would they vote out Lindsay or Izzy? Like they should have just jumped on the Owen vote at that point. And honestly, as I'm talking more and more about it, like I think yeah, Jeff made a mistake, but he can recover with the guys' alliance. Um, he lost the number, but Gwen. It was Gwen or Bridget, and then Bridget got the cost, but it could have as easily been Gwen. So I think I'm going to give it to Gwen. And Lashana's only safe because she had invincibility. So I don't know how y'all feel about this. 
Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought those through. I think I let Jeff s- escape by on the assumption that maybe he didn't really vote for her, but letting it happen was pretty bad too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's our uh, Chrissy and Sheffies for this episode. So let's go to the MVPs and LVPs. Alec, why don't you start? Okay, I have to give my MVP to Izzy. I can't leave this podcast, my one appearance this season, to not give something to my favorite character remaining. Uh, her segment, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Autumn, how about you? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm doing the exact same thing. We know I love Izzy. She is my second favorite only to Courtney. Um, and so, yeah, I, I this was so fun. Best parts of the episode for sure was her scenes with Chef when she's hiding behind him. Um, I, I, I just, she was so entertaining. I have to give it to Izzy. Yeah, um, I am between two. I'm between the my two girls, Lindsay and Lashana. Lindsay had me cracking up this episode with her running, like just the, her 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 run style just made me laugh. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm thinking I'm gonna give it to Lashana because she beasted the challenge, and I did want to reward her for that, like thinking outside of the box, because um, I wouldn't have thought of that probably. Um, so, uh, congrats to Lashana for getting another point, um, which we might be saying more in the future. Uh, but yeah, Izzy's a great shout as well, and I'm glad she's getting rewarded. Uh, anyone have their LVPs ready? I so I don't feel like I think that mine is kind of a cop out, but just because I I didn't feel super strongly about giving it to anyone in particular, so I picked Heather just because she was still so awful, and um, specifically I think she the one person that was on her side like this is really i mean kind of in the last episode but this episode for sure is when we really see like oh Lindsay is definitely like you know sharpening up to what heather's doing and she's not gonna be by her side for very much longer so um yeah just like heather's complete like lack of awareness there and just like continues to be so rude to to Lindsay. um i guess i'm gonna give it to heather Alec, what about you? Uh, I do feel strongly about mine. Uh, while Duncan is putting his man's alliance together, he starts off a sentence with, now let me tell you the truth about women. And it does not matter what comes next after that sentence. <laughs> At that moment, there is nobody who possibly could have gotten this point for me. He cannot redeem himself. Uh, Duncan, come on, man. Not good. Yeah. Yeah, some of these men are sexist. We we've been yeah, that's them. very valid. Some is also a strong word. Like, <laughs> Most. <for real. laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I wrote down Heather, not for me to pile on Jeff again, but like, dude, come on, like have like even if you're like stressed in the moment, you have to say yes to an alliance. You have to like stick up for. You have to at least try to fight for Bridget. Like you can't like just cower to all these influences of power like that was that was like like even though like it works out for him in the next episode like i don't know jeff like put your foot down a little bit if this is something that you're passionate about um yeah that's very Heather was just mean but jeff was just like jeff i don't know uh apparently i'm a jeff hater i did not realize about that about myself it's okay but um with that said, Bridget is now eliminated. Let's like recap Bridget's point. She has three MVPs and zero LVPs. We should have been doing this all season, but we didn't. Um, and then Bridget has uh, five 
Cheffies and one Chrissy. So Bridget did have was a power player this season, but not yeah, she had to... one that one podcast, either the last podcast or the one before that. The last uh, one she like cleaned she out. Yeah, she got a lot of Cheffies. Yeah, um, yeah, we can we we can go through this all in the retrospective episodes that we do, but let's get into our final episode that we're recapping tonight, uh, and that is that's off the chain. Um, so this is a bike episode, which we, we should jump through quickly so Alex doesn't have to relive a lot of trauma. Um, yeah, yes, yeah. that's probably good also because I uh, infamously do not know how to ride a bike. I So I've never been taught, so uh, I can't really? contribute much. Yeah, people are always shocked. It's just like riding a bike. I know, that's what they say. You know, okay, do you guys have, uh, like, I mean, I think a lot of places have them, but like, in like city areas and downtown there's like those electric scooters that you can like go rent and ride around do you guys know what i'm talking about like lime yeah yeah okay um so one time i was i was downtown and with some friends and they were like we're gonna ride these and i was like okay i'll try to ride them and i literally couldn't do it and i think it's because i don't know how to ride a bike it was like the balance aspect of it something about it like i couldn't keep my scooter up i i just had to not ride them uh, okay, so, well, this is interesting because I've never ridden a scooter before, and now I want to try one out so that I can report back to you and tell you if it's a bike thing or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, or maybe it was just a flaw on me. But like the people, when they like some of my friends I were with, I was with, they were like, "Well, it's like riding a bike," and I had to remind them, "No, I don't know how to ride a bike. You can't use that reasoning with me." So Autumn's phobia, besides flying, is also bike riding. I mean, that's not necessarily a phobia. It's just like. Yeah. Uh, how how do we do it? Well, Autumn will get eliminated in the first round, and at least okay. Let's talk. Um, hey, let me right, no, maybe not. My bike would be okay. Yeah, let's get through so the preamble quickly, and then I'll talk about the challenge complaint okay. because I have thoughts. Yeah. Um. So Heather and Lindsay like have some tension. I forget what the the oh, there's a fly. There's a fly, and Lindsay's trying to swat it and hits Heather in the face, and then Heather like smacks her in the face. Um. Meanwhile, Jeff is like wailing in the in the bathroom. Uh. He's like. Well, everyone's playing frisbee, um, so at least most people are getting along. Um, and then uh, we get a recap of the guys' alliance, where like they're like, "Oh, Jeff, sorry, Bridget had to go, but she had to go." And Jeff's like, "I smell bacon. Breakfast is ready." And he like is fine after all. Um, now we get the challenge. So basically, Chris tells them, "Build your bike." Let's just talk about the challenge as a whole right now, but because there's multiple parts. So the first part is building the bike, then. They're going to draw names randomly, and you get different bikes to ride. If those bikes cross the finish line, then the original builders of the bikes get to ride in the final round where the first person to cross gets invincibility, the last person to cross is eliminated. Now, can we go? People... Can we go to the can we can we break this down in each um, like round? Because there's complaints about all of them. Okay, Autumn, go off. <laughs> yes. Okay, first round. I mean, this one has the least amount of complaints where you just build the bike, I guess. Uh, first of all, the fact that anyone actually built a bike you could sit on is impressive, especially like if you're a teenager, you don't have a lot of experience. I feel like Duncan was the only one that actually knew what he was doing. And I guess Jeff forgot the bolts as we found Lindsay out knew later. what she was doing, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but anyway, the first the first uh, part, just the building of the bikes, I don't... That's the... That's the best part of the challenge. Mechanically. Yeah. 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 I actually didn't hate the like 
build a bike and then swap names. And if your bike's, that's it should be about the bike, not the rider, right? Um, yeah, the problem I thought. But then though, they have a different round for the finale, like, and it can't but, be an elimination challenge because some yeah. people just get a buy. And when the, when you get to even in the second round, the biggest problem I had is like, okay, if I'm yeah. drawing a name and I'm going to ride a different bike, someone else is going to ride my bike. I have no incentive to even cross the finish line or try to to. Exactly. I would want to throw so, the bike that I'm on so that my bike goes far. Here's my fix. Here's my fix. Chef rides each of the bikes, and he goes <laughs> as far good. as he can around the island. And once the bike breaks down, the person at the end wins invincibility. Okay, that's good. I like it. That would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Better. I mean, it'd be look. It whatever they come up with that's different would probably be better right. with how the rules actually worked. Now, well, I will say though, I didn't hate the general pr- like concept of oh, the bikes that do the best are the ones that get rewarded in the next round. The yeah. problem is the the reward system to that, right? Nobody it's, has it's any It's more about like the fact the that line. you get rewarded for, like, oh, if you didn't get rewarded, you're safe. Like, that's the thing that bothers me. Like, uh, Gwen and Jeff and Duncan's bike, or DJ's bikes, like, they, they crashed, but none of them were necessary for the final round. Like, they escaped elimination by, like, losing. That's not, that shouldn't be... Yeah, of every single contestant left, two cross the finish line, and one is considered last place and sent yeah. home as a result. And yeah. to say that uh, in the final round, one per- the first person gets invincibility and the, the last person goes home. No, the first person does not get invincibility. Everyone gets invincibility in the whole challenge that's not the last person if it's not. If there's also, no vote. Is he and Lashana just get a bye? Like they don't even have to worry. Like yeah. Autumn, do you remember in uh you watch the challenge, right? Yeah. Uh Alec, you don't watch the challenge, right? I do watch the challenge. Oh, you do? Oh, okay, no. so in Final yeah. Reckoning, uh Bananas, who I hate, and we can have a whole dissertation on why I hate don't bananas. We all. Yes. But um bananas get to buy for like two full cycles of oh, elimination. Because he had no Because he partner. had no partner. And obviously, like there were extenuating circumstances. Devin's dad passed away and he had to go home and then Tony yeah. comes in to replace him. But no, bananas should be eliminated on the spot. They don't fly someone out. It's because it's bananas, obviously, that it gets to buy. But that always pissed me off that like he just gets to go two rounds without stressing and just like living there and making social bonds. Like if you didn't think the challenge was rigged, just look at that as an example. Honestly, the challenge and total drama are not bad comparisons as far as certain ridiculous rules that just pop up out of nowhere and make no sense. There's a reason I only watch the All Stars, and I guess I'm going to watch this challenge CBS. But like the modern challenge sucks, and I don't care if TJ Lavin hears this. Interesting. Well, oh, yeah, see, I've we... never watched the old one, so I only know the new challenge. Well, uh, watch free agents um, or All Stars. Right. Like I like the if, if the challenge is more than an hour, you lost me because the challenge does not <laughs> need to be more than an hour. Um, TJ Lavin is a shitty host. Yeah, uh, Felipe listen is to the episode biggest... two or three. I go on a whole TJ Lavin rant. Yeah. Yeah. He wow. Did. Okay. We can, this is an off-air discussion, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm kind of mad that TJ is hosting the Challenge CBS because he's going to be a dickhead to all these people, especially the people of color. Because, you know, that's uh, uh, this is conversation. He's going to be a dickhead <laughs> to all these people, and they're not going to have the rapport with him, so he's just going to be mean. And I hope that someone – like Tyson is just like, whatever, TJ. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I love this tangent. No, you're good. Izzy uh, – so Lindsay talks about how she always wanted a Sally Sunset bike. When she was a kid, and Owen and Tisha was like, "Wait, Santa didn't deliver for you?" And Lindsay was like, 
nope. And then they get so weepy eyed and Heather's like, Lindsay, go build my bike. And Lindsay's like, but I want to build my bike. And uh, yeah, so uh, my favorite part of this whole segment was when Lindsay finds this doll and she's like, oh, this ugly doll with pretty hair like you, Heather, looks yeah. just like you. Um, and then she goes on this like tangent and confessional about how she told her math teacher once that his haircut looked like, uh, that he had a cute face like uh, her dog's butt. Um, and then that she was on a three-way call and accidentally blabbed about like someone cheating on their boyfriend and then they were dumped and Lindsay got blamed. So Lindsay's an icon. Mess queen realness. And it was actually in this moment, I thought, when she was like, sometimes I say the wrong thing. And uh, I thought, you know what? We know Lindsay is not the smartest person. But is Lindsay also a neurodivergent queen? Ooh. She just doesn't understand the social dynamics sometimes. I'm here for that. I, I like th- that take. I think it fits. That, yeah. that professional know, told me. Lindsay is the character from like when I was a kid I I didn't have like bad feelings about Lindsay but she was just like not neither here nor there for me and now she's way higher up on my list Adam's always gonna think about the communal jokes it's so so funny seriously maybe still the funniest joke that's been made in the show in the very first was it the first episode the second episode it was in the combo yeah when uh she says she can't use the communal bathrooms because she's not Catholic. So funny. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay's that, and Lindsay's... I, that, again, that was one went right over my head uh, yeah. as a kid. And by the way, Cartoon Network did not start to censor things until a couple episodes aired and parents mm-hmm. started writing a bunch of angry letters. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking That's... of Lindsay not always saying the right things, this episode talks about, has a great example when she doesn't say the right thing in the Cartoon Network version. Yeah, that's true. And you can hear the audio was so choppy in that. It was like, stressed me out. Anyways, Izzy takes LaShawn on a joyride because LaShawn doesn't know what a pedal is. And Izzy's like, let me show you how how this works. And they get a complete buy for the episode. They just go drive around. Um, Meanwhile, the guys all share their bike. The first riding a bike terror stories. And I'm like, I'm with TJ. These scare me. Uh, I would would be putting on all this padding because uh, DJ deserves the best. Yeah, that'd definitely be me. I don't know how to. Alec, ride a were you bike. taken back to your trauma hearing these stories? hundred. I loved DJ. I actually related to DJ a lot, a bunch in the series, because me as a kid was definitely more of a DJ. Afraid. Wait, me right now is more of a DJ. Afraid <laughs> yeah. of everything. Doesn't want yeah. to put myself out there into dangerous situations. No, no, no. Um, yeah, DJ's so charming. He really is. I love DJ. DJ's an icon. Uh, a great voice actor also. I don't think DJ spoke in any of these episodes, though. Or he had one line, but, like, DJ needs We don't get story. enough of him. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. don't. It, it doesn't feel like DJ is absent because, it, you know, you always feel like he's around. But, I, you know, I, I hate to say this, but it almost feels like they had, like, diversity casting and then didn't give him an edit. And, yeah. You know, and you know, you feel that way. Go ahead. Yeah, because it, it did feel that way even if, you know, for the first part of the season, it feels that way even with Lashana because she is not like super prominent in the episodes. I feel I feel like it's around the paintball episode when she starts to have these yeah. more. Uh, I mean, her first episode, but... she's called like yeah. she's given microaggressions. Yeah, the little airtime she did get before that, it was all yeah. there's like racism, yeah. pretty much blatant yeah. racism. 
And it's like, this goes into like an overall complaint that I have about the show, which is just, you made these cool characters, give them storylines, like give them fun things that you, you have the, the, uh, the artist's pen, you know, this, the, the tool to be able to bring these creations into life. And there's so many potential interesting stories and conflicts and vote outs and things that you can do with these characters. Just do it. It's right there. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. Um, sorry. Um, anyways, uh, they, they have to, uh, switch their bikes. They draw a lottery system. Whose bike would you want if you had, uh, you could choose yourself? To win? Yeah. Probably Duncan's. Duncan's for sure. Or Lindsay's, honestly. Yeah, I thought Lindsay's looked very cool. Um, I would take Gwen's, uh, Mm -hmm design wise but uh functionality maybe not like you you want duncan's bike when when chris goes up and says this looks like a mad max bike um and i believe when we did the celine dion thing that was like one of three outside references to like the real life i don't a pen just went flying yeah i saw that wow i heard it (laughs) yeah um anyways yeah so uh and this might be one of the other references, and Alec might know more about this, but like outside real life universe references. Um, like pop culture. Yeah. Also in relation to Duncan, because Celine Dion was also about Duncan. Yeah. Um, but uh, they had to switch bikes. Um, I didn't catch who had everyone's, but Owen had Duncan's, and he just like can't get it started. And But Duncan actually made it a motorcycle or a motorized bike instead of like a pedal bike. So he had to like lift the thing, and Owen's going flying, and D- Duncan crosses the finish. I love the visual of Duncan on Lindsay's bike, because you know they did that for that reason. Um, Yeah, actually, thanks for reminding me. I would not want Duncan's bike because I'm more of a DJ, so I would rather have the safest option, which would probably be Lindsay's. Yeah, or Heather's, honestly, because Lindsay's a great bike designer. Like, you know, know she's, like, she's one of those people on The Amazing Race, like, the, one of, someone in an all-girl team that, like, they get to, like, this, like, mechanical challenge, and she, like, somehow has, like, the secret backstory of, like, how she's so good at it like i don't know i love i love Lindsay. yeah she can probably be the one to drive the stick shift car on the amazing race yeah oh yeah boy um, oh, ridiculous race i remember that y'all have not seen right i have not yeah i haven't seen and, it uh, that's another it, i do know katie and sadie are not on the cast which i think that's is a mistake that, yeah what that, a, that what a missed opportunity. opportunity but i i actually think ridiculous races uh could be even my favorite total drama season and at the, the end last of this podcast, remind me to get your current rankings of the Total Drama Islands. And then as we continue this podcast, every time you come on, we'll get an updated rankings. I see Love how it. they stand. Um, but yeah, so uh, the people who cross or whose bikes cross are Owen, Duncan, Lindsay, and Heather. Um, so those are the final four. And then we find out that their final round is like this obstacle course with like landmines and like grease spilled all over and a piranha pool. Um, and Lindsay's pony has like a little brush for the tail that helps with the grease. Um, but Owen wipes out first. Duncan wipes out in the, in the grease. Lindsay goes through. She's in the lead the whole time. Heather's right behind her. And then she jumps over and then her brush gets caught in the piranha shark. So Heather hits her mechanism that like gets her to cross the finish line first. And Lindsay then, uh, follows her and cross the finish line. It's like, yay, we got invincibility. Um, unfortunately, Lindsay is eliminated because Chris McClain sucks. And if I could give him the LVP, I would. But 
Um, yeah, for sure. He, uh, and she's like, okay, but Heather, you should give me the invisibility because that built your bike. And Heather's like, sorry, no. So Lindsay was technically the last to finish, thus because Duncan and Owen wiped out. So she's eliminated. And then this is when she says, oh, everything everyone else said about you really was true. You really are a... And in my head, I was like, oh, it's just going to be like the log, the foghorn from a couple episodes ago when uh, the boat came back. And no, uh, she has a line that I did not write down because I was too upset to care. Yes, it's and it's not even a foghorn. The real version is just like a start... Wee- bleep straight on through multiple times if you've ever listened to the gravity bros podcast uh alec will put that in often whenever or he'll put like a bloop uh whenever lucas usually swears but i believe alec was the first one to swear yeah that may be true uh the thing is i find a bleep funnier than an actual swear word so that's part of it yeah um (laughs) when uh i don't know if autumn listened back to our last episode with jay but you know how i uh said jay's last name on the podcast oh did you bleep it i didn't (laughs) That's very funny. Yeah. Nice. Because <laughs> I thought it was funny, like, the don't dox me. And then they yeah. told the story of uh, the Bayon Nipple Factory and how uh, their dad said that show, Big Brother was not an educational show. And Jay was like, but I learned about the Bayon Nipple Factory. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so, Alec, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, you're fine. So the annoying thing about this is not only the fact that it's supposed to be a hilarious joke that is beeped through, but it's also trying to show Lindsay as an empowering character. And they take the gravity of that moment away from her by adding these awkward words over the line, not once, but then recycling it verbatim the second time with no tone or cadence change. And it just sounds terrible. there's such an awkward cut autumn i believe a couple weeks ago you watched the episode on youtube was that the canadian version so okay i i did um for one podcast i I watched the episodes on youtube but ever since then i've been watching them on netflix and on netflix i always watch with the subtitles on and i've noticed that the the audio is is always censored um to whatever the Cartoon Network, the American version was, but the subtitles will still say the same thing. So, like in this episode on Netflix, it said it said crap, or, or not this episode, but well, I don't remember which episode it was. There was crap. They said crap a lot, but it, it says crap in the subtitles, but it, the audio doesn't say that. Um, and so in this episode with this moment, I was confused because I didn't understand what because I could very clearly hear that it was. Um, like very choppy audio, but I didn't know if, like, what exactly the original was or anything because it wasn't clear in the subtitles like it is at other times. Yeah, I bet it's extremely confusing. Like, and you're yeah. lucky that you even had the subtitles. You know, yeah. there's people who have watched that episode having no idea that something was amiss, and it just lands so flat that way. Um, and obviously, all the criticism here is with Cartoon Network. Uh, you know, I get that parents were upset about the word. But I don't even get why, because if it's a, I don't know, maybe I'm, we're in the day and age. I feel like today this would fly. I don't it know. Would. I feel like I, the FCC yeah. has been lax lately. Because I remember when um, people started saying dick on TV. I was like, wait, you can say that? Um, so I feel like this is another example, like, especially if it's created for the effect of the show. Like, you've talked a lot about, like, on Gravity Bros, like, the Gravity Falls animation is often, like, for the joke. And you also, uh, I don't know if you saw the... You probably talked. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the bottomless pit episode, but the Alec yeah. Hester, uh, the FCC stuff videos. Oh, the Alex Hirsch stuff. 
Yes, you said my name. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex I love to be on the same level as Alex here first. Okay. <laughs> um, so actually, we're thinking about recording a bonus episode to talk all about the tweets on their own. Because yeah. there is a lot to get into. Uh, but yes, what you're referring to is Alex Hirsch flat out being like, here's all of the horrible, annoying instances where Disney censored our show for stupid reasons. My favorite reasons. was the hoo-ha one. It's, <laughs> it's so wild. Um, it, it, but it does paint a very interesting picture about what censorship was like about 10 years yeah. ago. And probably still is to at least a degree now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's one of those things where we have something to compare it to. We have Canada. And that just makes it so much worse for them because yeah. people can be especially mad at it. And then I went back and I remember Autumn and Jay talking about the subtitles and like other subtitle discussions with Autumn in the past. So then I clicked the subtitles on real quickly and I see the bleep as in the subtitles as well. And I'm like, dang it, Cartoon Network. So now I kind of want to check the YouTube version and see if they have the regular version because I might just watch those instead for the future. And then I'll watch the Netflix version for note-taking purposes, just to, like, have both, but, yeah. Um, let me ask, let me ask, what is worse, the censorship here or Lindsay's unfair elimination? Honestly, the censorship, because that's what is eating me up right now, because I knew Lindsay got eliminated for 10 years now. Uh, so, yeah, 10 years, over 10 years. Uh, so I, I knew Lindsay was a goner. So, but this was upsetting, because, like, this is the best part of Lindsay's arc is like right. she's like being bullied by Heather and like treated so badly and then she gets her comeuppance and she chews Heather out with all the expletives that are so deserved yeah. to Heather and we don't even get that satisfaction on the Netflix version and you can hear the passion in my voice right now but like yes. the story arc of Lindsay is so great in this first season because she like is the sheep that becomes the lion not to steal uh, Erica Kazupanon's references but um and then she like barks at heather and like tears her apart and like when heather's only friend friend on the island and Lindsay was such a loyal friend too like she's like we're best female she friends really i do all this shit for you and uh yeah maybe you i said the word bark because my... i just swore and maybe i'll bleep my swear <laughs> you said the word barks and my dog started up uh what's yeah, your dog's so, name you oppie Oppie. He's named after a, a mountain in Nepal. Yeah. Oh. Oh, na- nice. What kind huh. of dog is yeah. he? Uh, he's a little uh, Chihuahua Dachshund mix. We think yeah. we haven't actually. Does he have a cute butt too? Like that. Uh, yeah, he's got little swirlies uh, in his hair right around the tail area. Yeah. So, uh, man, who's cuter? Hey, was a uh, who's cuter, Lindsay's dog or Waddles? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm gonna say mean, Waddles because I've never seen Lindsay's dog. I was gonna say as, that is the true answer because I, I don't know. Anna, uh, have you but I would Falls? always say Waddles because no, I've to, never Gravity Falls even. I know I've never watched Gravity Falls. My sister was a big fan. Yeah, um, I haven't watched it until Alex started doing the podcast, and then I binged it all in like two weeks, I think. Yeah, I've wanted to to watch yeah. it for the podcast, but I yeah. I haven't gotten around to it yet. It's but definitely I a fun show. Like I I was like this is gonna be scary, and and Alex was like no. Yeah. Um, Summer Ween, that episode scares me. But otherwise, like for the most part, everything else is chill, and it's it's a fun show, and uh, yeah, definitely recommend if you like cartoons. But Al can tell you more about that in the plug session. But yeah, Lindsay yeah. Uh, then gets her stuff. Uh, it's a, it's the first time we've ever had a daytime elimination, I believe, uh, because Lindsay's walking off in the sunset, which she deserves. Uh, there's no campfire ceremony in this episode, which also might be a first. Um, yeah, I think first for sure, first. 
Um, there's been a time, well, when Nisi got eliminated, we didn't finish the campfire ceremony, but this is the first mm. time that we've ever not had one completely. Yeah. Um, and then she says goodbye to everyone. She you know, calls uh, Gwen Greta, I think. Um, yeah, which which is, that was a thing that we always talked about. She knows Heather, she knows Owen, and... Uh, and before this moment, she had known Gwen, right? That was the other person that she never got her name wrong, right? Yeah. But she, she in her rage, she just forgot it. In... Uh, watching from a 2022 perspective, I always, I definitely wish that like they thought of other L names instead of like traditionally yeah. black L names for Lashana. Yeah. Because it's always like Laquisha, and I'm like, what about Lisa? Any, literally any other L name. Yeah, Lisa. Yeah. yeah. Which happy belated birthday to both Lisa Holmes and Greg McBean. By the time you're listening to these, two of my homies. Um, so just wanted to give them shout outs. Uh, anyways, uh, she says, I'm going to miss you the most to Owen. Owen squeezes her. Uh, so Owen's got a jury vote, apparently. Um, yeah. And says, Heather, I hope you get the karma you deserve. And she pieces out. And that's the end of that episode. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a again, other than the censorship, what a good um, yeah. Is Lindsay the biggest Lindsay? loss so far? Like, I think Courtney up to this point was like the other yeah. big, big character that we lost. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. The but now we're at the final. Though, Lindsay gets ninth place, so we're at the final eight. So we're gonna start losing late people. Right. It feels like there were characters that you would think would have been bigger, like Trent and Bridget. But then on yeah. a rewatch, they're really not that big of presences. Even Gwen, or like, like I'm surprised at how little we've gotten of Owen and DJ. Like, really, the only people that have had stories that are still in are Heather and Lashana and Jeff. If you think about it, and like Jeff Duncan doesn't is feel on like off, he's there. But... What? Right. Jeff doesn't feel like he's there. It's interesting. I was critical of when they went past Total Drama World Tour and started doing shorter seasons. Um, and there's some background there where they ordered twenty or yeah, they ordered. Didn't they order two episodes. seasons or like one long season and they split it up in two seasons? Yes, they had the choice and they, they decided did the to split bad. it up. I think it's because maybe they're trying to be like, okay, less characters, flesh them out. I still like the 22 episode seasons. Um, but like action and world tour, they both just had sh- like smaller casts with more episodes. I feel yeah, like that. I, I like that because uh, spoilers for total drama action. Not every episode is elimination. They have the aftermath, which is like the reunion stuff, which I really liked. I thought was a great addition. So yeah, we can talk more about that in our in our next seasons but uh for now we have business to take care of because we have to give out points where did my thing go oh my gosh where did it go oh i have to do some stuff sorry uh anyways uh would you ever uh bike race or no i mean considering the fact that i don't think i'd get very far yeah. My bike could be okay, wait, wait, wait. One last thing about fine, this section. Heather walked her bike across the finish line. Thoughts? Granted, it wasn't her bike in the first round, but... That easily could have been disqualifying based on the yeah. other rules that they put in play. Why not? Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's start with our strategy points. Does anyone have any strong takes first, or shall I start off? My strongest take is that I don't... I want to go last on the Sheffy because I'm very confused about okay it. Al, do you want me to go first or do you should i go first um go ahead i like autumn don't have a strong 
strong take here. I think this was a very strategy easy episode. There wasn't a ton going on. Thus, I kind of just rewarded the person who was like covered the best in terms of like the challenge originally and like followed the challenge design the best and like should have gotten invincibility in most scenarios. And I, I just give it to Duncan just because I really didn't know what to do with my point. Um, okay, this fair. is like the hardest one in a long time, I think. Um, Alec or uh, Autumn? Um, is it okay if I go ahead and share my Chrissy and Sheffy? Because yeah, actually, yeah, she- I, I, I will add to my Chrissy after as well. So go ahead. Okay, okay. So because I have, I don't know if anybody's done this before. I'm giving my Chrissy and Sheffy to Heather. We have done that before. Let me just try to find the episode. It's probably Not quite Heather famous. Too. The, epi- the talent show episode that I believe was your first episode, right? Uh, where she like. Uh, does something so badly socially but she has the numbers that she's able to do it um and get away from being eliminated yeah so i think it was definitely heather uh see that's so funny and that and is her character also got one of those, but i'm not confident let me check okay yeah but anyway yeah, tell, tell us your reasoning yeah. alec so technically it is her strategy that kept her in the game this time you know, she lied, she cheated, she treated Lindsay badly, but ultimately she did the one thing that could have saved her in the end, which was win the challenge. And the alternative would have been to not finish or to have finished in second and gotten sent home. While she couldn't have predicted that, um, it worked out in her favor. But her social game on this episode was more on display than it ever has been with this Lindsay moment. And now everybody looks at her like she's just the worst and she's everyone's target. So um, if there had been a character who I felt like was really strong strategically, I probably would have given it to them. But I think that Heather sort of fits both categories. No, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm completely with you. I'm also giving Heather my LVP. I I didn't even think about that because we generally haven't done that. But yeah, that's a great shout. Like Heather accomplishes her goals and should be rewarded for that. But also like, after this episode, Heather, you're losing places to hide. You can't keep winning invincibility. Maybe she does. I don't remember, honestly, how she survives. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard not to. I, yeah. I mean, look, it, she's obviously, like, the main character of the show. I think her making it another yeah. episode is not shocking. Yeah. How she, yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm giving my LV, uh, my Chrissy to Heather. So Heather's getting another one from me here. Uh, I'm surprised how little strategy points. I. Uh, Autumn, let me check with you. Uh, do you mind if I change my Duncan to Heather right now? Because Alec kind of convinced me. Yeah, that's fine. I because I really don't know why I'm giving Duncan a point other than his. I know, and that's all, like I don't. That's where I was too. So I for sure have Heather written on the Chrissy, and my Sheffy is literally blank. But I but because I thought of Heather first, but I was like I I don't I don't want to give it to her. I'm giving her the Chrissy. So like I mean, can we all three like can we? Let's do it. Okay. Wow. This is, I don't Should know if this is iconic sleep? for Heather or terrible, but... Heather has 10 Chrissies and nine Sheffies. Is there? Wow. Because wow. for a long time, it was only, um, like, when Courtney was still in the game, like, all, pretty much, the, the biggest numbers on both the Sheffy and the Chrissy were both Heather and Courtney. It was like yeah. every episode Heather, for one of the other. Heather has the most right now with nine. And Heather is the first person to hit double digits in any of our categories with 10 for Chrissy's. Um, meanwhile, Courtney, like the next closest people are Lashana, Courtney, and Bridget with uh, 
Sheffy's um, to that number uh, with five each. And then Courtney has seven Chrissy's and Jeff has six. Yeah, like, so, is there, do, can we think of a, is there a survivor or maybe even a big brother person who was I mean, my hot take is Dan. I mean, Dan okay. Giesling is one of those players that, like, I think does a lot of things and they all work out, but he's kind of, like, not as great as people Season think. 14 especially, yeah. Even hmm. season 10, I think that thing, not to get in the weeds, but the Michelle Vito block roulette thing that he does was so stupid and such a bad social play. And he was clearly doing it for television and it didn't bite him as hard as it should have because he was next to Memphis. So I like, think Dan is better than Heather. I no, mean, I, definitely. But I think there's like a lot of stuff that if people really examined it uh-huh. should be critical, criticized more. But because Dan like got first and second and had the funeral, I think people overlook a lot of his mistakes. Um, um what about Johnny Fairplay? Okay. That, that's because a, I think good. he's like the best Heather comparison in terms of like story. But yeah, no, you're, you're well because very... like he's a straight up villain. He did play well strategically, but he was also saying problematic things all along the way. Yeah, um, I think Russell also someone like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I thought Hibarian? about Russell. I thought about Russell, but I think the problem there is that Russell, as far as the people knew in Samoa, was fine. Right. Like, he didn't start making enemies until later. Until the merge. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's still long enough, though, and he was still enough of it. Yeah, I mean, it would still work as a comparison, for sure. Yeah, those yeah. are both very good. And then I'm trying to think of a Big Brother analogy. Um, yeah. Evil Zick? Maybe. He has some good moments, but he's, like, generally a shitty person that, like, got away because... Um, I don't know. Maybe, like, not, for, not me referencing Big Brother 9, but, like, Adam... Whoa, okay, that's a cut that I don't even know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my I I've seen Big Brother Nine. Amanda but... from Big Brother Fifteen, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I, I could I could see that one. Yeah. That's that's a Kevin, yeah. uh... potentially because he played very badly socially, but he was winning comps and people loved to like I don't know. We're, yeah, we're that's actually probably good, Kevin Martin, because because yeah. Heather is in these episodes, uh, invincibility queen. Yeah. yeah, that's uh-huh. true. Kevin's just nicer, but I like the invincibility yeah. comparison. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get into our characters, our MVPs and LVPs. Uh, Alec, why don't you start us off? Um, did anybody not give it to Lindsay? <laughs> Should no, we just like throw it out there? Gi- I'm definitely giving it to Lindsay. <laughs> I mean, how can you not? Like, I'm ignoring the fact that Cartoon Network messed this up, and I'm giving it yeah. to the writers for actually having a very solid arc. For Lindsay, all honestly, this entire last three episodes has sort of been the Lindsay Heather story, mm-hmm. all leading up to this moment. Um, I think it, it was a really fitting three episodes to talk about in a row, uh, just story wise. And I, I mean, I loved Lindsay in this moment, I felt like she got vindicated for all that she got put through, and she just solidified herself as a queen of the game. So, I mean, what's not to love? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, this trilogy of episodes really was Lindsay's story and um it's such a I mean it sucks that she is um eliminated in the way she is and she's not even voted out but uh aside from that it is a very satisfying ending for her here because of the way she just like gives it to Heather and tells her exactly what she thinks and um also it's very fun to see all the other cast members that are like 
rooting her on basically as she's telling her off because they've probably the whole time been like because i think that from what we've seen like everyone else liked Lindsay. like no one else really had a problem with Lindsay. but um they're probably have been like they've probably been like why why is Lindsay even sticking around heather this whole time anyway so I, i'm sure it feels nice for them for Lindsay to finally see what they have seen in heather the whole time so yeah, Lindsay has to be the MVP here. Felipe, if if you're not giving the MVP to Lindsay, I'd be shocked. I am sweeping here because yeah. Lindsay is an icon. Uh, just like the moment alone, I think it is diminished. We talked about it with the censorship, and um, but that's not Lindsay's fault. Um, and kind of, I'm tempted to give the LVP to the writers or Cartoon Network FCC, uh, but that's not oh. in our rule system, so we can't. Yeah. If it was the Nao movies, though, I would totally do it because there <laughs> we have different rules. Um, but Lindsay for everyone, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, spoiler tutor. alert! To, spoiler alert for Gravity Bros. Lucas gave a point to the to a writer in a recent episode. <laughs> was it the bottomless writer? pit? Well, Alex Hirsch, the creator and writer of the episode. Was it the bottomless pit one? Because that's the only one I haven't listened to yet. Uh, or yeah, next week's so. episode. Yeah, it's uh, it would be yeah, it would be bottomless pit, which just dropped this morning. Yes, I haven't had time to listen to it, but I'm excited to get to there. Um. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have a strong feeling for their LVP? Uh, I want to give mine to Jeff. Jeff, okay, go on. Yeah, I'm taking the baton from Felipe to be the resident Jeff hater for a moment, because I don't even hate Jeff. I know, I know, but you, you, I just, I just dunk on him for whatever reason because he's being a dumb dumb. But he's easily. I like him still. Yeah. So he, I was just annoyed because he spent basically the whole episode like pining over Bridget. When, like, he could have theoretically saved her in the last episode. When it's his fault. Yeah, he barely tried to save her. And and he he was, literally, they were like, I know this is last episode, we've already talked about this. They were like, we got to vote out Bridget. He was like, eh, Bridget, are we sure? And they said, yes. And then he didn't say anything else. And so, like, you don't get to be so sad about Bridget because it was your fault. Exactly. You tell me. You know why? I... So remember how I said Lindsay is the character who I was sort of like neither here nor there on before. Now she's one of my faves. I think Jeff sucks. I didn't realize it until I talked to both of you in this podcast. But he he doesn't bring much to the table as far as charisma. He's just like a bro dude. Um, he gets way too much screen time on multiple seasons for a character that really just is pure white bread. Uh I don't have a specific reason for this episode, but I feel like over the course of all three episodes total, the fact that I have not given a negative point to Jeff, I'm going to do it because I don't want to say Heather's name again. Well, someone has to, and that's going to be me because Heather, (laughs) on the same side of the coin that Lindsay's an icon, Heather screwed Lindsay over. And right now we're all Lindsay heads, so we have to support our queen. And I don't think Lindsay wouldn't have it any other way, but giving Heather this karma... Uh, and Heather is getting my LVP here. Um, only my second LVP for Heather because uh, Heather's been generally pretty, pretty solid as like, yes, we're enjoying her shenanigans, but when you fuck with our Queen Lindsay, you're done. And I feel like usually we give her the strategy points and not yeah. not the the character points because her while her character is bad, her uh, like in relation to the other um cast members her strategy is like way above everybody else yeah 
and fam, we have a new leader in the clubhouse because with these three points, Lindsay went from six to nine. <laughs> nice. Um, and Lashana, oh. uh, Lashana is now 69. at seven. Good. What? Not even a pure 69, but wow. No. Perfect. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lashana is now at seven, which leaves Lindsay with nine in the clubhouse as our leader in the MVPs. And only one LVP. Let's see who gave it to her. Autumn. What did, when did I give it? To, oh, that was just, that was this episode. That was this <laughs> podcast, wasn't it? I gave it to her earlier. Yeah. It's been a long yeah, podcast, so no worries that you forgot. But yeah. Wow. Uh, and just, just to uh, circle back, uh, just to clean out the podcast, Bridget ends with three MVPs, zero LVPs. And Trent ends with four MVPs and one LVP. Let's go to strategy real quickly. Let's see how many they all have. Um, Trent leaves with one Sheffy, zero Chrissy's. Bridget leaves with five Sheffy's, one Chrissy, and Lindsay leaves with one of each. So those are our three icons that we lost. Do we have any final thoughts on these three episodes before we talk about what's coming up next? I think um, these were a good a good few episodes. Um, I you know like we said this was really the Lindsay story, and um, I'm happy with where it ended for her. Yes. Yeah, I just had so much fun uh, being able to participate in this. So thank you all for inviting me. Yes, um, yeah, no, thanks for, for joining. Uh, I did oh, promise I... some power rankings, uh, and I've got them in my head really quick. Okay, let's hear them, and then I'll tease what's coming up next. Okay, Redonkulous Race, one. World <gasps> Tour, two. Uh, Island, three. Revenge of the Island, four. Action, five. Pocket Two Island, six. And All Stars at the bottom at seven. Okay. Action over under Roadie. Uh that that surprises me, but we'll, we'll I like want to rewatch about. action. I want to rewatch action because I feel like Well I you have, have a purpose because that's coming soon. According to my schedule, here let me look. Uh we're projected to hit action by August, mid-August. Look at you, like a weatherman. Oh exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a whole like podcast schedule that I'm trying to coordinate. Uh but yeah. Um, anyways, uh let's talk about the next episode, which might not be next week, is with someone that I think someone on this panel has a very good relationship with, Lucas it's Hester. Me. Yes, I'm, yeah, I'm I, very close I, to Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> the best Lucas part Hester. is the chances of him listening to this podcast for, like, product knowledge of what I said about him, zero. He has not listened to a single one of our own podcasts. Yeah. Like, there is... I, well, he I was like there, to be fair to him. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. It changes it a little bit. I still yeah. listen to our podcast after I edit it. I listen to the, Oh, I do that uh, too. Sometimes it helps day. me because then I don't know. Like sometimes I think I edit something out and then it's still in there. Like and then I have to break. clean it out because I know I edited it out. But then sometimes like the export might, I don't know. I, it's good to yeah. do that. And also I think I'm hilarious. So if you can't love yourself. <laughs> I, um, yeah, you're right. It's just, I, I've got like big Leo energy is the problem. Same. Oh, that's right. <laughs> My Leo buddy. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, let's. So next week we're going to talk about uh, episodes uh, 19, 20, and 21. Hook, line, and screamer. Wabanakwa gone wild. Trial by tri triathlon. Or not next week. The next episode. And then afterwards, uh, we're going to do the next couple episodes uh, with a very special guest. The King of Chaos himself, actually the Agent of Chaos, but it's spelled A J E N T because it is A J Norris coming here to talk about. The final five episode and the final four episode. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we have coming up. Uh, let's get into uh, our plugs and then we'll do a quick spoiler alert. 
Cool. So um, Alex, as our guest, talk about Gravity Bros and everything else you have going on. Yeah. So um, as Felipe said earlier, I'm also on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network on the Dragon Babies feed. Uh, I podcast about Gravity Falls with my brother. Um, that is because him and I also have a YouTube channel called Hester Brothers Cartoon Theater, where we react to all kinds of different cartoons, both modern ones and old ones we're trying to get more into as well. Um, also, you may hear me on RHAP in the near future, possibly, but I won't say Ooh. too much about that one yet. Uh, Autumn, how about you? I am, uh, as always, not a ton of stuff going on other than um, this podcast. You're I... just in the club. I'm just in the club, you know. You can find me on Twitter at Automatic Dub. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. Maybe one of these days I'll do another Disney Channel original movie um, I'll be waiting. You know, as soon as I know, you every, it, I'll be there. <laughs> every time I do a new one, Felipe always reacts. He's like, yes, I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, it's been, I think, a few weeks since the last one I did. The last one was Horse Sense. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, That's your uh, review of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram doing those at Autumn Matthews. Um, yeah. And then uh, in terms of me, uh, by the time you're listening to this, I mean, actually today, I was on the Lightyear Post Show Recaps Theater podcast. Spoiler alert, I did not love Lightyear. Sorry. Uh, uh, my take is basically, the spoiler-free take is, it did not need to be connected to Toy Story, and it would have been a lot better. Um, I still enjoyed it. It's like just low-tier Pixar for me. Um that's that's my summary, but you can listen to me and the great Grace talk about it. And speaking of Grace, I will be on an RHAB podcast that dropped yesterday by the time you're listening to this. Uh, so that's something coming up. Uh, on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network, what to do when we're kind of just schedules are all conflicting right now. So we're trying to figure that out. Uh, today I dropped potentially, the, respectfully to you two, potentially the funniest podcast I've ever, ever recorded with Nicole talking about Camp Rock 2. I cried. I was laughing so much. And I believe Nicole did as well. And I just, I can't say more. Otherwise, it's going to spoil the podcast. But that was so funny. And I'm so glad that we did that. Uh, two years in the making since our first Camp Rock podcast. And then we talked about an iconic Lindsay All, All podcast today. But uh, in a couple hours, I will be talking with the great Lindsay Bebo. We are bringing Scooby Snacks and Chats back. And we are talking Scooby-Doo The Mystery Begins. Starring Haley Kyoko. Robbie Amell, some dude that plays Shaggy, some woman that plays Daphne. All-star cast, if you ask me. Lindsay was sending me live texts about the outfits, and I am so excited to break it down. We are bringing Scooby-Doo back. Plus, if you have not heard, High School Musical, the musical, the series, has a drop date for season three, and it happens to be my birthday. So Caitlin and I are working wow. on what we're going to do for this season of HSMTMTS. Uh, otherwise, everything you can see, you can follow me on all social media out with the fleep. I'm going on private right now for some reasons, and I'll go back public soon. But uh, follow me, and I'll accept it. Uh, all social media does include Venmo, if you're so inclined. Uh, it is my birthday month coming up. Uh, otherwise, just find me in the Hester Brothers Cartoon Theater, and I'm looking to build a Discord of my own. But for now, you can also find me there if you're listening because of Alex and you just want to say, oh, I love your podcast. Um, yeah, my Discord is in the notes of all of our episodes, and it's a place for people to talk about cartoons. Yes. Uh, with that said, do we have a hashtag for this episode before we jump to spoilers? Is it total... Uh, what, did, what did Alex say at the beginning? Total Trauma Island? Total Trauma Island. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's yes. good. <laughs> total Trauma, T-R-A-U-M-A, Island. And with that, take it to the spoiler section. 
Okay. Anything y'all want to get off your chest? Oh boy. Um, it's so hard to skirt around this, uh, show like gravity falls is easy because you just go an episode at a time but here you want to talk about elimination orders and future season uh, arcs and like like so it's such a bummer what has happens to Lindsay and total drama action because then you like she's like heather's partner in crime and then she has this arc where she chews heather out and then she takes strategic control in total drama action and she has this amazing power play that is just messed up because she clicks her own face um, and that's such a bummer because Lindsay should have won Total Drama Action, and I will stand by that um, till the day I'm glad, I die. I'm glad that she goes far. I feel like we get a lot of Lindsay in Total Drama Action, and that's nice. Yeah, because um, she doesn't go yeah. far in World Tour, right? Not as much, no. Yeah. And then All Stars is yeah. well, I don't know how far you've got. I've seen All Stars. It has been years. I, I've, honestly, I forgot Lindsay was on All Stars. I just remember that kid that I hate, Sam, is on All-Stars. And For no reason. Season. He brought nothing to the table in either season. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, let's... Uh, uh, wait, I, I want to talk about Trent and Gwen, because that was something that, like, Trent, Gwen, Duncan. That's why I was, like, kind of, like, circling the drain. But the Courtney, Heather... He- Courtney, Gwen, Duncan stuff in World Tour is a reason why I feel like Courtney shouldn't be with Duncan. Gwen should be with Duncan. Gwen, Trent and Bridget then should be together. Um, and then Courtney and Jeff, I guess, works out. But honestly, Courtney could be with someone else, too. It doesn't have to be Jeff. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of just I, sitting there waiting because she doesn't know. <laughs> remember these seasons. I know. I never. Yeah, I always feel bad when we get to the spoiler section because any comments that I always have are like from later on in this season. Yeah. And uh, well, now we are later on. Just in to go back to AJ. AJ is coming on to talk about Lashana. So the Lashana oh, yes. episode. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Girl. That episode is probably the reason that I ended up liking Noah because he's all over that one, which was very weird for a minor character. Um, but he's really funny in that episode. And also, as much as I hate yeah. the ending, that was one of my favorites of the original series. Just I think so too, because it's fun. But like, I hate the ending. But so I think memorable. you mentioned like when you first came mm-hmm. here, like the the minor characters and how they have more plot lines in future seasons. Justin is the clear example for me. Yeah, I thought about that, and I felt like they could have still done more with Justin. It felt yeah. like he fizzled out. But yeah. I liked the idea of, oh, we'll take this character who basically had no lines and then turn him into a villain because he's the easiest one to do that with. Yeah. You know, um, pretty good. Alec, what was, the, what was the response on, like, the forums and all the online community to the Lashana boot episode when it first happened, if you remember? You know... Huh, it's interesting. I feel like that lore grew as time went on. The Lashana mm. is robbed meme. I think at the time, I, everybody knew that it was, you know, kind of BS. But also, right. I think there was just a prevailing thought that we didn't care about the rules. It was just, this is what the show is. So the rules are mm-hmm. never going to make sense. Uh, or it was just wasn't thought about that much. Um, but I would say that people really liked Lashana, but she wasn't as much of a fan favorite as she is now. At least not yeah. with that, like, internet community, which was probably a bunch of nerdy boys like myself. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting that it it's kind of, like you said, grown over time, and everyone's just, like, looking back on it, like, yeah, that was really awful. Yeah, yeah. especially as these kids who watched Total Drama as a cartoon became Survivor fans. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyways, with all that said, I have nothing else to add. I'm good too. I have nothing okay. else to add. I, this was a fun. This was a fun time. Yeah, I'm two sure. and a half hours. Wow, Longest we really had one. a lot to say, but this was a great one. This flew by. Also, uh, Lucas and I might do something collaborative about Total Drama Island on the YouTube channel. 
for Ooh. our episodes, but not confirmed. That's more of a Lucas thing than a me thing. I'm just going to show up. Um, but yeah, stay tuned potentially for that. We're going to do a collab. But as always, check out the Hester Brothers and what they're doing. Uh, thank you to Nathan Davis for our fantastic theme song. And until next time, everyone, uh, enjoy your marshmallows. I forget what we say. Enjoy your marshmallows. Bye. Day.